You're listening to Garage Hour, episode 112. On tonight's episode, the Monlings want to say Happy New Year or Happy New Year or something clever like that. Who really cares as long as they're bringing you some information about dwarfs? Am I right or am I right? Huh? Huh? Ah, shut it! I'm listening to me show! Welcome to the Garage U Tools for the next three, sometimes two hours. We're going to do the best we can to inform, entertain, or perhaps have a life or two along the way. Bringing you hobby past, present, and future. I'm Chris Yu. And I'm... Oh, I forgot his name. Oh, Bob Cratchit. Oh. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> you said hobby past, present, and future. I'm like, I'll be Bob Cratchit. You took the you took the bait. I didn't know if you'd go with it. I wasn't. That was not the name I had set up. But as soon as Nicely you said it, done. the things I almost said, I'm Ichabod Crane, which is totally uh, that's not totally a Christmas weird. Carol. <laughs> that's Washington Irving. That's uh. The, <laughs> yeah, that would be all sorts of weird. Yeah. <laughs> so good. I'm glad that you rolled with it. So, so. nice, nice ad lib there. Oh my goodness! I feel stupid as hell now. <laughs> Yeah, that's all right. That's all right. Happy 2015, David, and hey, everyone yes. for our listeners. Happy 2015 to you as well. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, so, um, hey, ringing in the new year with our same old sponsors. Thank you, sponsors. Unique Gifts and Games located in... In Gray's Lake, Illinois. Mears Miniatures. How's that's, that spelled? That's Mercia Miniatures. <laughs> spelled Mears. M-I-E-R-C-E Miniatures. Our rear hyphen, hyphen miniature, sorry. We can't forget Manta Games. Building bigger armies. And finally, Battle Foam. Protecting your... Army. Well, that was a very energetic army. Well, it's a new year. I had to give it a new army. So nice. Gave it all sorts of tone and volume and changes and stuff. Tried to. Well, you only have to do that uh, just about this 23 time. more times oh, this year. Good, yes. <laughs> so... Uh, Save save the gusto. <laughs> I don't want to burn out all in January. Right, not in the first one. You know. <laughs> oh, so shout out time, um, dude. We got a bunch of emails, um, and I okay. I got a bunch of emails to my regular the David at Garage Hammer account asking me a bunch of different things over the holidays. Um, dude, I haven't responded to any of them. It's been it was the holidays. I was kind of busy, and a sure. bunch of them were about podcasting questions. And I'm just like, oh, I got to go look at stuff, and th- yeah, so. I will try to respond to everybody now that the holidays are wrapping up. Um, I just, I, I'm not ignoring people. I just haven't gotten back to. It, likewise, I am not either. So if anyone's emailing my um, Chris U at Garage Hammer, it's I can't access that email account for whatever reason. I haven't been able to for several months. So oh, are you kidding? We're working on that. The oh Elf my, is working on that. So oh my god, I thought Daniel already handled that for you. No, he's he's. I think he's he must be busy with the holidays and away at college. You know, I know I know how that is. So. Perfect. Oh, all right. Oh, goodness. Um, we do have one uh, email that I want to read. You know, I had someone who sponsored the show. Shout out sponsorship, which we haven't had too many lately. Uh, mm-hmm. People who want to have their special message read right now. Um, Chris, do you want to take this one? It's from it's uh, it's from Kevin Schwendeman uh, or Schwendeman. I'm never. It's not Pete Schweddy. I know that. But <laughs> Kevin Schwendeman. Yes, Schwendeman. It's <laughs> do so you have here. Sorry. Go ahead. 
Do you have miniatures to sell? Are you tired of those other selling and auction sites taking too large a bite out of your profits? Then march your way to MarketplaceGaming.com, the newest online store for new and used games. We're new to the scene and looking for sellers to join ranks and make MarketplaceGaming.com the stop for all things games. Whether you're a garage gamer, wanting to flip his army, or a friendly local game store looking to develop an online presence, we can help you out. From minis, terrain, and how-to guides to board games and collectible card games, our goal is to connect gamers to games and games to gamers. Like us on Facebook at Marketplace Gaming and drop us a line. MarketplaceGaming.com. Buy, sell, and game. Yes. Thanks, Kevin. To voicemail. Voicemail. What is that? It's this thing we just got it, Chris, and it's 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 the new thing. All the kids is doing the voicemail. Oh, all those young whippersnappers! Huh? <laughs> yes. All you got to do is pick up your phone and dial one seven five seven G H show six. That's one seven five seven G H show six. International callers can dial zero zero one seven five seven G H show six. And if your phone doesn't have any letters on it because you have a weird <laughs> phone, that would be one seven five seven four four one four six nine six. We've got a bunch of voicemails. Um, there was one I was actually looking for, and it never never came in. I was very sad. Like you were expecting it? Yes. I heard, I heard, from, a, I heard a fr- a from a friend that I haven't heard from in a while, and he's been listening a little bit to the show, and he wanted to call and make a few comments, and I was all excited, and it's not here yet. So maybe it'll be up for the next episode or something. But mm. all right. So here's what I'm going to do. I am going to... Play the first email. There's a couple of Jake offs, <laughs> and then there's and then there's real voicemail. So, uh, just, <laughs> well, the, the Jake offs count. I mean, they're they're communicating. Well, wait, okay, wait till you hear where this goes, and you'll realize. I'm just like, wait a minute now. This is getting silly. But here we go. Okay. Yeah, I'm trying to reach the missed connections sections of Jake's list, and I would just like to call and let Jake know. And I'm really sorry about what my wife said. Your voice is not hideous. Thank you. Okay, I'm not even certain what that was. <laughs> Jake's list. Yeah. What have we created here? Oh, yes. So then I got this one next. Let's see what's this one going on here. Hi, guys. It's Steve from the UK. I'm just phoning up to say a big thanks to Chris Yu for some help that he gave me on a high elf list that I took to Blood and Glory. Over here, the Bad Dice uh, event. Um, yeah, so it was better than I thought it was going to be. And it makes a change to have a, an army that not only was painted reasonably well, but actually played well as well. And uh, that, that wouldn't have been done without his help. So I just really thought I'd phone up and, and thank him publicly on the show. Have a great Christmas, guys, and keep up the good work. Take care. Bye. Oh, that's my pal Steve Wren. Yep. Via Twitter, yeah, we were uh, exchanging messages because he was prepping for Blood and Glory and uh, talking about his list a little bit. And I don't know, have you seen his high elf army? No, the display board that he has is just man off the hook. Really, he's got this huge bridge with like raging water underneath, and the way that he had the um, phoenixes sculpted, you know, they're, they're sculpted onto the base, but then the base locks into certain parts of the building that connected to the bridge. Oh, okay. I mean, it was really... I'll, I'll send you some pictures. It was really good stuff. Nice. Very but cool. But in any case, uh, thanks, Steve. Pleasure to hear from you. Hey, Chris and Dave. This is Peter from Birmingham in the UK. I've been listening to your show recently, and I have thought um, this Jake-off is, sounds all good, well and good, but are they actually going to do a fight? So... Let's make it interesting. 
I will donate $20 to the winner of their game. And if you YouTube it or live stream that game, I will donate $40 to the charity of their choice. So, Jake and Jake, get your asses in gear and get your game on. There you go. Wow. We have to we, we have to make this misconnection a real connection because the public demands it. Yeah, no kidding. So with all the uh, Jake off talk that's been going on, uh-huh. uh, I just wanted to uh, play. I got another call from Jake. Um, I'm not playing this whole message. I'm just throwing it out there. Uh, Cali and, Jake or St. Louis Jake? Uh, this is St. Louis Jake. Okay. So I'm just you'll figure out why <laughs> at the point where I cut him off. <laughs> Here we go. Hey, Chris and Dave. I'm sure you've been expecting this. It's Jake from St. Louis. Well, you know, I've been thinking. I've actually, you guys inspired me quite a bit. I've always kind of wondered what it would be like to have my own podcast and what I would talk about, the things I would do. Uh, You know, and I was like, it just seems like so much work. So I decided not to do anything about it, you know, like the overhead and all that. But then I realized... Why should I start my own podcast when I can just hijack yours? Seems like a good idea to me. So, without further ado, I will introduce to you the new sub-podcast of the Garage Hammer podcast, Jake Off. Brought to you by our sponsors, the Garage Hammer voicemail line. And this will probably be the last segment of Garage Hammer voicemail ever. Yeah, you ain't true. So, um... Here's what you should... <laughs> The mm, we are now the Jake Hammer podcast. Uh, yeah, and then he jumps in and does. Uh, uh, he has some response to Jake from California in one of his segments. I'll see if I can find that really quick. Jake from California. Oh, oh, oh. sorry if I'm kind of boring you, but about that grudge match, honey, I ain't got that kind of gas money. Not to mention my car probably won't get that far, but. If your grudge holds true, here is what you should do. Meet me at Blood in the Sun. We'll throw down. It'll be fun. And after you scoop up your last toy, soldier, you think, his skills are sick like he's from Clan Mulder. Because Jake, you, and got a clue, I'm about to blood and glory break you. And when it's through, sad but true, you'll probably blame it on your dice. Then buy some Grudgehammer ones. I hear the new ones are blue, like you. After you break and you shake and you quake and you're lying awake because you had bad dreams last night. Remember, Jake, when you make a mistake that your heartache was caused by your lack of foresight. Don't bite off more than you can chew. All right, son. Now I'm through. Thank you guys <sighs> so much. Jake, I am saying all that. Yes, with a slightly angry tone in my voice, but no, there's no anger in my heart. Only love for you. Can't wait to hear your response. <laughs> Take it easy, guys. Hope you guys have fun with it. So yeah. So there was <laughs> I'm just, wow, it's getting it's getting hot and heavy. Yeah. Um, and let's see. I want to try to get through. We got just about two minutes more of messages. So I want to get this last couple of guys in. Mm-hmm. It's funny because the last message called me and I think they butt dialed me because they called back and it was three minutes of just background noise, mm. which seriously, I'm thinking at the end of the show, once we're done recording, I may just throw that on because like what, like do like a Google voice just after the show in case anyone wants to hear it because it was just like, just, you know, when someone accidentally butt dials, you can sure. hear it back. You can hear, you 
couldn't understand anything. Voices, but they're kind of nondescript. Yes. And then Google Voice came up with three minutes worth of dialogue from that, which is just like insane. So Ugh. it was really funny. But I want to get on with the regular show. So here, we got this one coming in from Dallas, and then I think we got another one from the UK. So, Okay. Hey, Dave and Chris. Randy here from Dallas, co-host of the Lone Hammer Podcast, but more importantly, self-appointed captain of the Mexico region for the U.S. Masters. Now... We're just a couple of players short, Dave. Oh, you know what? Edit. Full Hold team, on. And then of course- I'm not going to play this one. Why? Too political? You know what? It, there was just a whole joke going on about... Um, Mexico being its own... Yeah, yeah. I can yeah, see You why. saw some of that stuff. Yeah. And they're like, let's do that for all the rejects. We're just going to start our own region. Right. And, they're make, you know, and he doesn't like... I've been listening to Lone Hammer, and he thinks we should get rid of all the regions and just make one unified way to get in the Masters. And if everybody comes from one place, then that's tough shit. That's where the best players come from. Mm. He's like, you know, I'm just... I, I totally disagree with him. And this whole joke about starting a new thing, I just... I don't want to get in the middle of jokes. So I'm just going to back it up to this last bit. Okay, so we just got another... We got one more voicemail left. Uh, this one's also coming from the UK, and uh, here, let's play this real quick. Hello, this is Russ and his daughter, Lindsay. Hi. And we're expats who currently live in the UK, and we just wanted to call you up because we know you enjoy international calls, and we wanted to thank you very much for your work on the Book of Nagash and allowed us to both catch up on what was going on in the world of Warhammer, and we thought it was very cool. And thirdly, to wish you all a Merry Christmas. So, Merry Christmas from Scotland. Bye. Oh, that's sweet. Isn't it cool? Lindsay and Russ? Yeah, Lindsay and Russ. So, the funny thing is, is is after that, we get this message. Now, I'm just going to start playing part of it. And I think... I think he butt-dialed me. Like, they're playing, they're talking about... A game, Thane's leadership, I heard. And this, I've got this turned up a lot to hear this. Can you hear any of it? Yeah, I can hear it mumbling. <laughs> Google Voice, like, brought some stuff in. I think at the end of the show, after we're done recording, because we're on a time limit for today, we're going to get done. Bonus. A special bonus. Dude, this. And the funny thing is, is like my name shows up a bunch of times in it, even though they never said my name. And it's just, it's like, it's it's just the most bizarre Google voice. It's a Google voice based on a three minute, like palm dial. So <laughs> it's just like transcript useful. Yes. This is comedy gold. <laughs> so <laughs> I'd be curious. I, it, I wonder if they are playing a game, though. I hope that, you know, let us know it, if you guys were playing a game and. Yeah, I mean, this is the same phone number, because I, I get the phone numbers. That's the same phone number from Russ and his daughter. Um, but it was dialed like three days later, around the same time. So one oh. was on Christmas Eve, and the next one was on the 27th of, Fe- of December. So, and they were both made around 1030 at the night their time, I think. So mm-hmm. it was just so weird. I was like, um, what the heck? What's going, what, what's going on? Very strange. Well, let's we'll see how what Google Voice has to say about it. Yep. Um, and if we missed anyone's voicemail, we're just we've got to keep the segment under like twenty minutes. So <laughs> you do like a bonus episode where it's just all the voicemails. Yeah, I know our mailbag segment is getting huge, but then again, the Jake off is starting to take up more of it. They're opening their own freaking show. You know, we should so, each uh, choose our, our respective champions: one from Cali, the other from St. Louis, and. Oh, I you went know. to Southern Illinois University. I can't, I can't, I can't 
I can't root for anyone from St. Louis. Oh, SIU oof. Carbondale was like like twenty minutes away, and it was always like there was like the Illinois people and the St. Louis people. Well, I'm a I'm a diehard Cubs fan, and the Cardinals are okay. So we'll both rivals. root for California. <laughs> Or well, you could roll for it. Oh, okay. Or we could play. You know, the next game we play, the loser can get St. Louis. The loser can say, Oh, that's so rude. Well, I mean, if no one wants St. Louis, someone's oh, gonna. Oh, I, t- I think we totally baked Jake right there. I know. But... I'm just saying. Or we could we could flip for it. I'm fine either way. I'm easy like Sunday morning, so whatever. But uh, why don't we take a break and we come back with some news and rumors? Sounds like a plan. That's right, folks. Chaos Orc Superstore, your one-stop shop for all your hobby gaming needs. They've not only got current and classic GW releases, Chess X Dice, and Vallejo Paints, but now they're also carrying Mantic, Infinity, Flames of War, Privateer Press, Soda Pop, Dark Age, and other assorted boarded miniature-based games. They usually ship within 24 hours, and the model in the picture is the model they ship to you, because at Chaos Orc Superstore, what you see is what you get. And we're back talking some news and rumors. Yes, we are. Chris and Dave, news and rumors, all that stuff. Yes. Um, so did you get a chance to see the uh, Horned Rat? I did, uh, and I like it. It's it's huge. It's it's much bigger than I was expecting, but that's not a bad thing. It's bigger than I'm expecting. I'm wondering if it's going to be like Nagash and Glotkin size, though. I just have this feeling that it's not that big. I, mean, I just never pictured the horn rat as that big. I guess is it on the isn't it on the same base size? I didn't notice the base size. I wasn't paying that much attention. I got to be honest. Yeah, it's hard to tell from those pictures uh, because it looks big next to a gracier, but then again, a gracier really isn't that big, is it? No, exactly. But uh, yeah, I mean, they've really, I I would think that industry-wide, they're sending shockwaves through other companies and other companies are kind of taking notice saying, oh my gosh, look at what white uh, GW is putting out here. Well, it's not only that, but they have to start... Uh, I mean, they're they're making sure that the stuff they look, make doesn't really look like what other people are doing, and mm-hmm. I think that's actually kind of clever because um, they've been doing that with 40k as well. Um, I know they did with the the Tyranids have like a sort of a drop pod type thing now, a drop spore or drop whatever. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, they never made one, and so all these other alternative companies have made one. And now theirs looks very different and has all these little vines and things underneath it, so it's off the ground when it's on the base, so you can see it doesn't block line of sight and all that stuff, um, which totally makes these alternate ones not quite... I mean, you could call shenanigans on it being right. that different and stuff like that. So GW is really trying to make these each of these models... Um, 
their own. Yeah, and I think they're doing a good job of it because when you see these things, Nagash or Glatkin, there's like to your point, there's nothing else out there that's quite like those. Exactly. But I'm looking at all these different uh, vermin lords that you can make, and those are all just different horn variations. Um, and there are quite a few variations. There's like one with the like these fists, like warpstone fists. Yeah, that are kind of like glowing <laughs> in green or uh, like flamethrower arms. Uh, it's pretty cool. One kit can make five distinct vermin lords. I mean, that's crazy. But you'd have to have five different bodies, right? It only comes with the one torso. Right, but I'm saying you can make uh, Vermin Lord Warbringer with a Doomglaive uh, Punch Dagger, uh, Vermin Lord Warpseer with the Doomglaive and the Scry Orb, Vermin Lord Deceiver with a Doomstar in the shape of a Clanation Room and a Warp Stiletto, um, Vermin Lord Corruptor with two Plague Reapers, uh, Screech Vermin King with a Plague Reaper and a Doomglaive, uh, and the, all the all the heads are are different on all of them. So the basic body is the same, hmm. but what they're carrying and what their um, what their head looks like is different on each one. And then all you got to do is paint up. I mean, the, you know, basically the the little thing over their chest and their their loincloth are those are all the same. Hmm. You know, the little things over their calves, the you know, little bit of armor or whatever that is. That's all the same, but who cares? You just paint that up differently. Sure. I mean, no, I, think, I think they. I'm looking forward to what else they have in store for this release, and I, I'm curious to see what the book covers. Yeah, me too. Because it's always it, it always seems to jar, you know, our oh. gaming world when the when new book lands. He's on a sixty by one hundred base, so he's not so on an is- Arachnorock base. He's on a. This is one of those things that's like. Um, the stuff that you can push, the you know, the stuff that goes in a unit, the um, oh, like the uh, screaming bell, the, and the bell. That's the bell size. Remember, furnace. it's three, three, three models uh, wide and five uh-huh. deep. So yeah, it's three models wide and five deep. So uh, basically, so it's a sixty by one hundred. Is it meant to go in a unit though? I have no idea, but I'm just saying that's the size of the base, the same as the uh, the cauldron of blood. Those are all 60 by 100 bases, mm-hmm. and it looks like every one of these vermin lords is placed on the base with the 100 being the front. Okay. That leads me to believe that then, yeah, it's, a, it's part of a unit. Well, no. If 100 is the front, that's five wide in the front and only going three deep. Three deep. Right. That's what I'm saying. Whereas most but, of the other ones are the other way around, where they're, I mean, where they're three wide, and, and you know what I'm saying? And then you could put your hoard around them. and then Right. But I'm saying the deep. math, the measurements suggest that it could fit. Maybe yeah. not. I don't know. Maybe it's supposed to be a monster. Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't know what the... They don't have any stats here. Oh, you know what? Hold on. Relian, Relian posted some. I could see... What the stats are? Oh no, that was not. That was Bone Ripper and Thankful. Mm. I didn't get to UGG this Friday, so I didn't pick up the, the White Dwarf with the Vermin Lord in it because I guess they have stats for it. Um, right. Well, I'm sure that information will be tweeted out. Sure. So if it's a what, sure. now, if it's a monster, can it go with infantry if it's the same base size? Or if it's a monster, yeah. no, typically not. Oh, monsters but can't go with something like a, a cauldron. Which doesn't face sideways, but lengthwise. Oh, right. right. You know, if it's a special or I don't know how that's classified. Oh, then, that's yeah. right. Yeah, because certain types. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because there's rules. It's not just about base size. I know there's some rule about types going together. 
Right. Monsters. I don't think there's any monster that can fit in a unit. Right. Not to my knowledge, anyway. Well, I just didn't know if they could go in a unit because, you know what I'm saying, I just um, – because didn't – Well, if Thankwell and Bonerbird, that's a, that's a character riding a monster, right. presumably. Right. Uh, yeah, I'm not certain. I mean, I, I don't know how – I don't know what the rule – I'm just saying I never try to combine stuff. I never have a need to. Like, um, could I put uh, – can I put an infantry unit with a war beast unit in a war beast unit if the base sizes are compatible? Not a, no, no. So just like you couldn't do like a monstrous infantry in a regular infantry unit. Okay. Well, because I know, like you know, you could have, like I know with uh, the Warriors of Chaos, they're twenty five mil bases, and if you have one of those guys on the fifty mil base, he can go in mm-hmm. the unit or next to it, but he's still infantry even though he's riding a right disc. That's I'm. I don't know. I get confused with those rooms. I never mix stuff, <laughs> so I never have to ask. You know, I take it uh, all infantry. I, I, I do it once in a while, but yeah, I. It seems like it would fit the fluff if you could if you did that. Yeah, you know this giant monster like swimming in a sea of slaves. I yeah. can see it. I just I just for some reason remember wanting to take a vampire on a horse, which is the twenty five by fifty base, mm-hmm. and putting him in a unit of dogs, which are also twenty five by fifty bases. And someone right. said, "Nope, those are different unit types, and you can't <laughs> mix them." And I was like, "Oh, okay," but I don't know. Yeah, because they're monsters, beasts, and your guys' cavalry, right? Yeah, is that the In, yeah. conflict there. Okay, I guess I don't. I don't know the rules. I don't know the rules. <laughs> <laughs> I get confused. That's why I'm asking you. I really for the, for the rules. Go to uh, bad dice. What? Go to where? What's that? Like go where? Go to bad dice. Oh, they're still putting out shows. Oh, was that your joke? I guess. Oh. <laughs> I guess it's not a joke because nobody <laughs> laughed. Crickets. Yeah. I don't know. I, I I'll have to edit that too. Yes, <laughs> that's awkward. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So, all right. Well, let's skip all that anyway. Uh, let's see what else is next on our list. Oh, so you didn't? I know you you didn't get to read it. Although I, sh- I think I sh- might have showed it to you. I think you did show me the next the lizard men thing. Yeah. So if you read White Dwarf under the uh, apocrypha, and now apocrypha. The word itself means, um, you know, a book or a writing that is not generally accepted in, into the canon. So I don't know if that's what they mean by that, you know. Why would they? Okay, that's confusing to me. Why would they put that in well, their own publication that's, if it's not meant to be canon? And see, that's what I'm wondering. Well, because, I mean, that's what apocrypha means, though. It's it's a book or something like like you know like when you like, see like those, fan like fiction or no, no not, it's some, like okay you know when you see those those TV shows on History Channel the lost books of the Bible and they right. talk about the book written by Mary or the book written by you know Joe Schmieben you know some guy you know Jesus's third cousin or something like that sure right and it never made it into the Bible because they when they read those they said these are the real deal. This is apocrypha. This is stuff that might have been written, but is not legit. Peripheral. Yeah, it's not. Basically, it's not necessarily legit. We can't. We can't verify its accuracy. Um, That's that's what apocrypha is. So they always they have this section often where they write a little bit of fluff and they call it apocrypha. And I'm like, what what exactly do you mean by that? Like, what? Why would you call it apocrypha? But in this particular one, a couple weeks ago. Another slan woke up, the the next oldest, next to Mazda Mundi. Mm-hmm. And uh, he woke up and said, yeah, the exodus is beginning. Get to work. And they woke up some golden-headed skink 
who was like, you know, genetically predispositioned to go to the dead center of this ancient pyramid, find a weird room where lights and holograms started to pop up, and he starts hitting buttons, and the whole damn pyramid begins to rise up and start to, like, float off a bit. And that's pretty much where it ends. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. And it's like, well, I know everyone said that, you know, um, that they're leaving. They're getting in their spaceship. I'm like, but mm-hmm. that's not a spaceship. They're they're in a giant flying, um, giant pyramid similar yeah. to Nagashas. I mean, what? Yeah, hey, that would be really cool if they, uh, if you know, they get into some fight with some Skaven ditch, and all of a sudden Nagash is like coming in with the with the, and they're like, nope, our pyramid's taking on your pyramid. Maybe the two will like overlap and. Through doing so, we'll create a dimensional portal to who knows where. Maybe to where the Wood Elves went. Maybe. You never know. Although we know where the Wood Elves went now, if you've been reading your next book. The the Cain book? Yes. I have not. Uh, so then I won't don't say, it for don't you. say anything for me. Yeah. I'm looking up Apocrypha right now on Dictionary.com, and when you get away the, from the Bible stuff, mm-hmm. it says writings, statements, etc. of doubtful authorship or authenticity. So it's like... <laughs> Weird. Re- okay. Various religious writings of uncertain origin, regarded by some by, by some as inspired, but rejected by most authorities. So, I mean, maybe it's a little side bit or a cool side story that never made it into the book, and that's why they call it that. But I was just like, maybe I think they're just putting it putting it in there just to create some conspiracy theorists type buzz and have people talk about it. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, they put this stuff in there, and you know, it also. I don't know. It it makes it so you don't have to assume that that oh this is canon now or this is right. law or you know if when if it's, something it's, up kind, shows it's up, kind of a what if like ooh what if this really happens what's going to happen I think it's cool that there's a giant pyramid starting to disconnect from the ground and start to float away I'm like oh my god that's awesome <laughs> what's going to happen they're all going to leave there will be no more lizard men army sorry rotor <laughs> I'm just going to get a text now that just says eat a bag of you know. <laughs> Right. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. Well, he does love his army. God yeah. bless him. Oh, um, real quick in the not quite total news section, um, but I wanted to thank a few people for some things since I think that's all the real news news. We don't have any more rumors coming around, do we? Nothing at all. At least not for fantasy. There might be some forty k stuff, but I don't know whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, Isaac Neal uh, sent us um, a Christmas present. The uh, you got the goblin of shield bearers that I still yep. have for you here, yep. and I got a pair of, another pair of doom seekers. <laughs> Pretty cool. Thanks, Isaac. Very generous of I've you. I got almost a full unit. <laughs> <laughs> How many? I, I've got uh, I think seventeen now. Seventeen doom seekers. Yeah, I could just. I mean, I just. I mean, there are no more rules for them. I'd have to use them as slayers, but they're the best slayers ever. I'm seriously, if I don't get enough for a unit, I'm just going to use, those are always going to be my champions and my other things when I put them in there because they're so awesome. Yeah, you should, you should paint those up. Those should be good. You should part, do those as part of your hobby challenge for 2015. They're good. Well, they're in my dwarf, my pile of dwarfs to paint. So I'm actually looking forward to getting to some slayers once I get some of the base, you know, my, once I get my basic list that I'm running done, mm-hmm. then, then picking up the periphery units that I don't use as much, the slayers will be one of the first I pick up. Get some flesh tones, do some freehand tattooing on them. 
get some tats on there. Yeah, yeah. I, I would think that yeah, that'd be fun to do. Yeah, insofar as you know, however fun dwarves can be to paint. Oh, stop it! But that's another. That's top for another show. Are you bagging on dwarves again? Do we need the more painting? Bo- the painting, not the gameplay. Okay, only the painting part of it. <laughs> Tool. So. Um, and I, you know what? I had a I had a note here. Um, oh God, I can't find it. All right. I'm just going to say this. Um, someone sent uh, me uh, another set of the uh, End Times Magic cards. They managed right. to order two, and I was only able to order the one, and Harrison wants his deck as well. And so we needed two, and I didn't have two. And he just he's like, I got managed to order two, and I only needed one. So here, thanks for doing the show. Oh, wow. And I have his name written down, and I can't find the piece of paper and all this mess. And so I apologize for not giving him a shout-out, like a nice one on the show and saying his name, but he knows who he is. And That's all right. You know, if you could find it, if you find it later, just edit it in later. You know, we'd like to thank John Doe for <laughs> the gift. <laughs> We'll just be talking else and it'll be like, John Doe. <laughs> <laughs> it totally doesn't fit. Bad, obvious dub. Well, yeah, you, you think of credit. So yeah. thank you, mystery donor, whoever you are. Uh, and I just want to say several people, okay, and by several I mean like three, okay, <laughs> offered um, to read Kane really fast and send it to us so we could read it for the show. Like, because I was worried Actually, I was like get donate a, and give up their. Well, no, I think well, well, two. One of them said they'd sell it to us on the cheap. You know, like if we didn't get one and we needed one, he's like, "Let me read it and get done with it." And I really don't need it after that. I'll just sell it to you. I'll give it to you for a good price. But we both managed to get a copy. Uh, and then after that, two more people were like, "Dude, if you guys didn't both get a copy, you know, I'm reading mine. I'll send it. I'll loan it to you. Like, I trust you to to take it and read it and cover use my book for coverage and then just send it back to me." It's very. That's very generous. Yeah. So uh, thanks to all the people who reached out and were like, "We don't want you to not do the coverage because you didn't get a book." Which I can totally. Well, the appreciate. public has spoken. I guess they wanted to do a Kane episode, huh? Yeah, I'm thinking end uh, end of February. I'm hoping end of February. We can get that read by end of February, can't you? Uh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think so. There's the Wapaka between now and then. Yeah, and that's recovery it. Recovery time. Then, yeah, yeah, and then we've got uh, we've got uh, Adepticon in March, but I'm hoping we can try to get that in there at least. Right. So I ain't rushing it though, because I want to read it and cover it and do the right thing with it. Give so. it due justice, sure. Exactly. Uh, you know what? That's about that. I think. Okay. Is that it? Do you have any more news, rumors, or thank yous? Uh, oh, a thank you to Mirsha Miniatures. They sent us a bunch of stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. So oh. we'll be reviewing on a future episode of Garage Gamer uh, their game Darklands. Yes. Oh, and I got Tim got back to me and told me um, you can go to their website, and they have you can download PDFs of the card stats. Oh, nice. Okay, cool. And if the game gets really cool, I have the stuff that we got last year even. So I've got the Manticore and the um, Chimera mm-hmm. that I already had from them. And so, wait, what did you get? You've got... Oh, my gosh. I don't know where it starts. You picked up the Boob Lady. Yeah, Euralia, Queen of uh, Carice. Yeah. Uh, a Brannock of Karen Maine. He's kind of a standard bearer. All right. Bows of Karn Dinas, uh, 
a couple of bowmen, the right. Brutes of Yeast. These are kind of monstrous infantry. Pretty, really cool. These guys are really cool looking. Yeah, those big bulky warrior guys. You got like the five pack, right? And then yeah, you got some yeah. Bowmen. And they're all they look like just tortured beasts. You know, their faces are covered and they're all kind of tied up. And yeah, they got those weird gimp masks on. And then yeah, 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 yeah. And their hands are lopped off, and in place of them are spikes. Yeah, it's like some weird Skaven experiment. Yeah, I mean, they yeah. remind me of uh, like. Those things you see for the uh, rat ogres, kind of. Yeah. I mean, they're humans, but they've got like you know parts cut off and and weapons implanted mm-hmm. and like just grotesquely mutated. Yeah, dude, those are hot. Those uh, are I've really got cool. uh, a mage and then uh, a battle drone on foot. So some characters, some some fighty guys, uh, big demon, naked demon lady, BSB, and some archers. So pretty nice. good stuff. Uh, I ordered up, I was just ordering more big monster cool things that I thought would be great. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I don't have all the names in front of me, but I got the one Narbaravloth or whatever he is. Um, okay. And he, it kind of looks like a plague bearer, but really huge and with wings and with a giant scythe. Yeah, that thing's awesome. And I thought there's a, there's a demon prince of Nurgle or you could even use it as a great unclean one. Technic, I mean, it doesn't look like a great unclean one, but I don't care. You know what I'm saying? Because well, the they don't clean look the same. So tiny. The nature of chaos yeah. means they're going to look different. Yeah. Um, but he's really cool, and he's big. And what I didn't realize is he's got like hairy calves and cloven feet, so he's got almost like beast men legs. You know? Right. I was like, okay, that's weird. And then, so you actually had ordered up like those two character models and the and the big uh, Euralia of Ys, and I ordered. This guy, and I ordered um, the the two headed bird thing that sort of is looks like a like a zinch guy. Okay, like a keeper of secrets. Yeah. No, a uh, lo- uh, well, he looks this? more like a. He's got two heads, so it's more of a Kairos Fate Weaver looking. Thing. Fate Weaver, right, right. But not it's a keeper. really cool. Like not that skinny, fragile, like big, mm-hmm. ch- muscly chest, big arms. I'm like, oh, that's really cool. So I got that. Uh, and then, but they sent us so we could play Darklands. I got a unit of five beast bowmen, and then a couple of beast characters. And I call them beast. I forget their. I forget the faction they're from. Mm-hmm. But basically, they they look sort of like beastmen. I guess you could say. Okay. Uh, and there's a couple of character models in there. Um, there's they're so good looking. Yeah, they're really well done. And I actually, well. In the hobby section, we'll circle back. Mirsha will come, Mirsha will come up right. again. So, but so you got like a bunch of characters and those five guys, and you got the mm-hmm. bow people, and uh, I just got the the five uh, like bowmen, which are not the big fighters. Mm-hmm. But I think to I think because they tried to send us something where you could sort of play against each other. So I think to make up for the lack of of all those big monstrous body guys you have, because I've got like five, I got about seven beastie guys, and two of them are characters. I also got a giant from them. Holy I'm curious to see that one. Uh, dude, it is nice. And he's wearing a loincloth, and if you turn him over and look from behind, you could see his you could see his ding ding. You can see his junk. Yeah. Oh yeah, you can see his junk, not his ding ding, but <laughs> Or whatever you want to well, you you know, know, label you can, it, that's fine. Yeah. Not the tubage, just the berries, but they're there. <laughs> we're, I know just, we're getting too uh well anyway. You know, but my wife saw it, she's like, he's got balls. <laughs> he, he's equipped. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It's a it's a it's a really cool looking giant. It's a really nice model. So oh, and I got that. I ordered up that dragon thing. Um, the one dragon. Oh, I great. thought it would be cool for a magma dragon. I've shown it to you before. 
So we've got yep. all these cool big models. Um, they sent us five copies of the rule book. So um, nice. you've got one. I've got one. If we can get another guy in to play, we've got one. We can also give it away if after the Garage Gamer episode. We can run a little contest, and if people are interested, they can go on the website, kind of look at what sort of faction they think is interesting. Uh, we're going to run a little contest with that Garage Gamer and send off a couple of rule books for people who are interested. So it's like a basic rule book. It's yeah, I'm I'm really excited because this is really I w- I've been reading through the rule book a little bit. I'm like, this is totally its own game too. It's not like oh look, this is it's well, it's uh, circle bases. It's, yeah, it's going to feel strange, you know. Yeah, it's like riding a bike for the first time. Yeah. It, but it's 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 totally not like a Warhammer light or a war machine. This is just like oh this right. is this is and it takes place in like the Middle Ages in England. Like this isn't some fantasy huh. world. I'm reading the beginning. This is like 600 years ago. Now, granted, weird fantasy creatures start springing up, but it's like you know this is the Middle Ages after Rome sort of you know. You know, the collapse of Rome. Yeah. And after they sort of, you know, double crossed us and they Mm -hmm. didn't do the things they were supposed to do. So it's following sort of it goes into like the little bit I've been reading so far, like sort of fits into history, you know, Mm. of that time period back when it was called Mercia, you know. Oh, hence. okay, gotcha. Back in the land of Mercia. This is when this I was like, oh, that's kind of cool because I was I was expecting to hear some fantasy, you know. This is the planet right. of Mercia totally land. The, world, yeah, right, no, right. it's not. It's like, oh, this is just an alternate weird history place. So I'm I'm very excited to play. As so. am I. I'm looking forward to it. All right. Um, cool. You know what? Why don't we take a break and we can come back with the toolbox. Sounds good. All right. Unique Gifts and Games in Grays Lake, Illinois is the one-stop shop for all your gaming needs. They carry anything your favorite gamer may want. Board games, collectible card games, miniature-based games, and all your hobby gaming supplies are there, as well as books, charms, incense, crystals, and other unique gifts. UGG has it all. Come into the store and ask about their frequent buyers program, or check out their gaming and events calendars in-store or online. From Tuesday night War Machine and Thursday Board Game Night to Friday Night Magic, there's always something going on at Unique Gifts and Games in Gray's Lake. Check them out on the web at uniquegg.com. Sorry. So that's okay. Toolbox brought to you by in that same voice. <laughs> brought to you by Chaos Org Superstore. Chaos Org Superstore. Superstore. All right, that was just kind of strange. All right. Oh, he's gonna. We're, there's gonna be a contest for Chaos Org Superstore, mm. and we're gonna start it um, next episode. 
Um, but guys, start thinking. Go look over at the Chaos Orc Superstore uh, website and look at their image for their little orc guy. Like he's on the T-shirts and on the logo. He's sort of a cute little orc guy with a sword. Um, start looking at him and thinking of, you know, where did he come from? What's his name? What's cool about him? Because we're going to have a contest that they're going to run, and there's going to be several. There's going to be a, a couple of a couple of prizes for you know to get stuff from Chaos Orc Superstore. So. I would say if you're if you're if you're looking for free stuff, if you like to enter contest and prize stuff, um, this is the way to do it. This is your chance. We're going to have a cool contest run, and we're going to have uh, Andrew on. Hopefully, he'll be able to get on, and um, he'll Skype in and he'll tell us all about what what we're doing here and what's going to happen. So nice, and it's wide open. I mean, just looking at that that orc character on there, yeah. Could be anything. Where, does, where does he come from? Exactly. There's, you know, what's his story? There's, uh, there's all, there's all sorts of uh, media in which you could tell that story. You know, yeah, you could, you could read it, leave a voicemail. You could do a song. Uh, you could do you a could video. Do a, you could just do a, a new, new pictures. All sorts of stuff. Not even it doesn't have to be audio. You know, there's other stuff you can send in. But we'll get into the details of that soon. Right now, uh, the toolbox, Chris. You done any reading? Uh, no. Gearing up for Kane. Gearing up for Kane. Uh, I am trying desperately to get finished up for After Eleanor, and then I'm going to be reading Kane. Nice. Yeah, it's, uh, I've been splitting the load with, uh, Greg Dan on the notes for the chapters, but this book is still just grueling. It's really pissing me off. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm upset. I, I, we should have had two shows done by, two books done oh, by now. Geez. But it's just like, I keep putting it aside going, damn it, I just don't want to finish this book anymore. That painful. Um, huh? It's it's just not good. It's 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 got to got to read through the pain. I know. I got to got to got to push through and get this show done. So we're gonna get it done. And then we're getting onto a really good book. So I'm cool. It's just this particular okay. one was just like oh, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Then huh? uh, you know what? Seriously, it's like the it's like so far this one is like the sucker punch <laughs> of of this book series so far. If you've ever seen Sucker Punch. Um, uh, the movie? Yeah. Not plot-wise, but just like all sorts of flash and glitz and then just... Oh, I see. Right basically right. a lot of junk you've seen before and nothing really new or interesting other than, oh, look, it's flash and glitz, you know? Sure, right. So, Not a lot of sustenance. Exactly. Well, that's movies. That's movies in general nowadays. Uh, can be, so... All right, so how about uh, we get into gaming? Do you, do we had we had a bunch of games. Uh, we did. You Between me, you, and Grant, we sort of played a trio of games... Yeah, we each played each other. We did. And if that were to be a micro-tournament, you'd be in first, Grant would come in second, and I'd be dead last. Because oh. you, you won and tied, right? Yes. Grant won and lost, and I lost and tied. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So you beat Grant. Grant beat me. You and I tied. Yeah. And that's it, right? Is yeah. Dude, our game was close, too. That came down to the last couple of rolls. Yeah. You know what? I, I figured out that uh, Goblin Wolf Riders, while they can kill certain things, War Machine, Crew, or light, light support units, they cannot stick, stay toe-to-toe with an ethereal host. No. I thought maybe they could win the combat and pop them on the charge. Which they didn't do, and after that, after that, it, I think they died after two rounds of combat. 
yeah. two or three. Well, with the spirit host, I mean, I got off a, co- a couple of good hits and I managed yeah. to wound them, and they just didn't save it. But you know, did they have a banner? Yeah, they did. Yeah, so they had a charge and a banner. So they right there, they had a two. If I would have fluffed my attacks, I would have been down two. And then it's like I have to get a minimum of one to hang in there. To hang in there because that that's a tie. Did you have a musician in there? I did. Oh, so then I needed two wounds. Oh, okay. Because I had to win it. Because if I tie, I lose by one because of the but, musician. But, but you got it. I mean, yeah, the thing I, is, with with the way, those units being way out on the flank, such as they are, you know, I'm getting I'm gonna have to make a fear check, which I failed. Right. And once that happens, then the odds swing way back into your favor. Yeah, it was. So, it didn't work out that that well for you. No, um, so I get, I'm gonna have to be very very cautious as to what I do with those uh, fast cave units, especially at Wapaka, since I only have two of them. Yes. And they're they're both a fortitude point. All my other fortitude is in my big block of savages, so I really have to watch my points there. There's no points that I should be giving away. Right. And, dude, I was really lucky. I mean, I'm not even kidding because I'm glad we played that game because when I played with Grant, I mean, you looked at my list. You're like, yeah, this is really nice. This all has to go. <laughs> it's no. like, this is bad. You, that you changed your list then, sounds oh, like. Oh, completely. Yeah. There, you know what? You, I'm sorry. There's, there is no way to bring up a decent um there's no way to bring up a real decent uh 2000 point list with a coven thrown in it that just had to go oh yeah that's a lot of points yeah your army was so small i think you had like four drops or something ridiculous yeah. maybe five uh well no cuz i had the two spirit hosts oh um, three zombies three zombies um Skeletons, skeletons, graveyard, graveyard, and the throne. Oh, and characters. Yeah, and so, but it was just that throne with you had to put the character on it, and it's a lot of points. And mm. boy, it did really cool when it was charging around and picking up all those points for war machines. But mm-hmm. I'm kind of hoping that something that big and cool would do more than war machine. War damage. machines, right? Did you use it in the game against Grant? Nope. Huh. Nope. Changed up my list. Changed up my list. Brought in some other things I thought would be better. And um, uh, I'm, I'm actually really kind of excited about this list. I don't know if it's going to be great, but uh, okay. it so, seemed to be getting the job done. To summarize our game, I pretty much shot you a lot you know, early and often. Uh-huh. But you hung in there and eked out points back toward the end of the game to bring it into a draw. That's yes. kind of the summary of our game. How well, would you summarize your game with Grant? Well, actually, I was I – was, I was kind of winning until I went and threw the coven thrown into that unit, trying to see what would happen. Because that died on the very last turn, and that was... A, oh, you mean in our game? Yes. Right, yeah. Oh, is that what you were talking about? Or you were talking about yours in Grant's game? Uh, no, I was talking about yours in Grant's game. Like, how would you summarize yours? Oh, but, uh, I was going to say, yeah. yeah in, in as our far game, as our game, yeah. I, I, I had the lead there, and you were picking it back as you managed to kill off the Graveguard unit, and you were going for the right. characters. And it was that last round. I was like, screw it. Let's see what the Coven Throne could do. And in the first round, it did really well. Well, I kind of forced her hand because I did a hand of Gork. Yeah. And it moved the Savages right in front of that Coven Throne because I knew to even get a, a, a chance to win or even tie, I had to get the Coven Throne, which right. is ultimately what happened, which, which you know, guarded yeah. me that uh, the draw. Yeah, there was just there was a, some weird positioning with the mm-hmm. with the uh, the zombies that didn't allow for any overrun or blocking you. Mm-hmm. So I kind of got stuck up. I was oh, I was so close at winning that one, um, but it was a draw. So what are you gonna yep. do uh, with Grant? It was really sort of weird. He um, he realized that um, his list 
and I don't want to give away his list, but his list is not good against big hordes that can replenish. Like, he hasn't played VC <laughs> too much. Right. And he, he sat there, and there was literally a part where he had this, his, his big character comes flying in, and he's pounding on my zombies and pounding them. And he's like, I need to do X amount, I think, to, to beat them. And he didn't take into account the ranks I still had left. Hmm. So he was almost there, uh, wound up with a unit of 30 uh, winding up with two left. Ooh, so he like, took out 28? Well, he took out a bunch, and then the rest crumbled. Oh, right. So he Yikes. winds up taking out 28. So on the next turn, I grow back 14. <laughs> oh, man. So that's holding him there, and it's just slowing him down. He's like, this sucks. He's like, if I don't kill him to a man, I'm getting nothing. I'm like, yep. Yeah, and you're, you're sitting there, excellent. Yes, you figured it out. Right, right. Like, he took out, like, seriously, like, almost two-thirds of my Graveguard unit. And by the time the game was over, I was only down one model in that unit. Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, it was just like, he pounds and pounds and pounds. And I'm like, okay, and I'm putting him back now. It, it, you know, sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to stop that, that's fine. But then I'm going to Van Hell's and do this with your other spells. And I'm going right. to, you know, re-roll and hits, re-rolling to wound. And he was just like, whoa. And um, he did play me a really good compliment, though. He did have some fast-moving stuff. And I had all this infantry and uh, a couple of really good spirit host placements were forcing uh, blocks from really good charges uh, that would redirect him way out of the way. Mm-hmm. And he was like... Dude, you're totally messing me up. He's like, I can't get any of these. Char- I'm like, that's the point. Nice. Yeah, the game is won and lost in that movement phase. I would think. Yeah. So he, when the game was over, um, I had, I had, I won pretty handily. Um, okay. And you know, it's uh, interesting. Those zombie blocks. You know, with warriors, no one wants to fight warrior blocks because they're fighty. With zombies, no one wants to fight them for the exact opposite reason. You can't kill them, and then you're stuck there the whole game. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's why I like him. Well, um, so yeah, he actually, you know, like I said, Grant complimented. He's like, you won, and it wasn't just bad dice rolling. He's like, you really sort of outmaneuvered me, got the stuff picked that you wanted to fight, and then just held me up the whole game with those stupid zombies. I'm like, yes, yes. And you wanted to go hobby hero at Wapaka, huh? I still want to go hobby hero, but I well, went in for real deal because I just, I just think that that's just sort of. You know, I want, well, honestly, because I wanted to be able to do grudge matches and not lose points. Oh, I see. I'm already, I'm doing a grudge match anyway. Like, Rotor grudged me, and he's going Hobby Hero. And I was like, screw it. Basically, the only thing is uh, he can't vote for me for uh, favorite opponent. Mm -hmm. And you get a point for every favorite opponent vote. Okay. So I'm maxing out at four, where you could get up to five. Oh, I see. Well, I mean, if you're not going there to, you know, compete necessarily it's you're more to just have fun roll dice and have a good time and that's kind of i I wanted to go and just like i said i wanted to go and just play some games and pick a few opponents and people people i never i mean i don't go to too many tournaments a year and there's people coming from all over the country Mm -hmm. so it's possible that i could get in a grudge match or two uh the way the rules are set up and it would be fun and plus i just you know i worry with my list i just i last year I, i i you know out of you me and grant I, I just felt like I wasn't really holding up the team as well as I as I should have. So hmm. um, when we were doing that stuff, I get, I, I, you know, you know, I don't know. Well, it's 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 been a full year. I'm sure you've learned a lot, and yeah, you probably your arm your list is not the same as last year. It's very similar. 
Oh, is it, what's different? Um, well, I dropped the the night bus because I'm just never really good with a night bus, and there's only ten wounds in a night bus, and for about ah, the same great. price, I have a horde of grave guard. Yeah, that's 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 much harder to get the points from, especially with the way I play a grow list. You know, mm. that's D six plus four guys coming back right there. So I'm just well. That, gonna... that keeps time on your side with a small unit of knights at, at ten. Yeah, they have armor, but that's the target that I immediately go for because I can kill those. It's only 10 guys. Right. And it's Graveguard. It's 35, 40, whatever. That's a lot. And the thing is, it's hard to grow back enough knights because if you take too much damage, there's nothing to grow back. And even right. then, you grow it back, you're only growing up to 10. Uh, plus, they only get that strength 6 on the charge. After that, they're only strength 4. Right. My Graveguard are strength 6 all day long. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm doing. So. We had fun though. It was good to get a couple of games in. I haven't played Grant in a long time, and um, he just he came over and we had a blast. So I'm really looking nice. forward to packing now. Like I'm really excited about it because I think this list might work. So even with all the end time stuff running around out there, well, you know what? No, I don't. Ha- I don't think I have an answer for Carl Franz. I'm, I'm pretty certain I don't have an answer for Nagash. Uh-huh. You know what? F him. If I get stuck, you know, if I get, what, what does that mean? Like, if whatever happens, happens. Just yeah. play through it. I mean, if, if I'm gonna, you know, that was the thing. It's like I didn't really want to face that stuff. I wanted to go hobby hero. But there's some people out there who are taking Nagash and Carl Franz list as hobby hero because they totally either ignored or misread what Raj wrote. Mm-hmm. And it, well, I just want to go and roll dice with my friends and have fun. So that must make me a hobby hero. <laughs> Debatably, I mean, it is. You're, you're playing in your hobby, and winning is fun. <laughs> yeah, okay. If winning is fun, then that's there you more go. More power to okay. you. Okay, yeah. Oh, uh, okay. I'm, I'm just playing devil's advocate, and I, I'm just saying okay because <laughs> that you know I don't want to offend any listeners. I'm a nice guy. I just feel like if you're taking a, a, a hard as nails list and calling it hobby hero, that you're 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 fooling yourself. But those are those dark dark elf player type. Oh yeah, hobby hobby anti heroes. <laughs> Hey, you know what? Do what you want. I don't care. I wanted to go hobby hero, and I and you guys are telling me my list is pretty tough too. I just didn't, you know. I'm I'm just excited to go and play and see what I do. But I, dude, I don't know. You I, should. I think you'll do much better with the graveguard list because it's, it's again it fits to your play style, and I think you'll be pleasantly surprised at your results this time around. Yeah. I guarantee it. Ooh. And if I'm wrong, then I will pick up St. Louis Jake. <laughs> <laughs> is that like the punishment now? <laughs> Only, only because of a city. I tell I mean, you what, I if, I you know drive to Paca, if you drive to Paca, I'll take St. Louis Jake. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, this is becoming Jack Holery. We need to stop t- teasing St. Louis Jake. It's not fair to St. Louis Jake because we don't know where in California they're the one resides. He could be in Napa Valley or it could be in Oakland. That's, That's true. a huge range. City of Compton. I don't know. Right. But it could be. And you know what? Maybe it's not his choice to be in 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 St. Louis. I don't know. Maybe I. I mean, you know, maybe or... he is Mister St. Louis too, though. I who knows? I'm just saying. I, I got nothing against St. Louis. They were just our rivals when we were when I was at Southern. So I, I have a connection there that I don't necessarily right. have in California. Right. I don't want California. I prefer Disney World to Disneyland. So there, but <laughs> Ooh, shots fired. <laughs> Boy, we're talking nonsense. All right. Uh, why don't we move along? Yes, yes. Uh, um, let's see. Hobby. hobby. So what have you done, Chris? 
Well, I've assembled my Queen Euralia from the Mirsha Miniatures. I'm glad and that we I figured guess out I, her name so we can stop calling her Boob Lady. I, right, right. <laughs> I really like the miniature. The, the sculpt was fragile in some parts, as to be expected for a resin model with you know thin hair and the whip and everything. Uh, so you know, I had to run it under hot water and carefully bend it, and I did snap a couple of things Yeesh. here and there. But nothing, some glue and some green stuff and a little patience wasn't able to fix. So I'm happy with how that turned out. Nice. Uh, Started painting for Wapaka. You know, I've been on a big painting break. I've been doing a lot of converting and assembling, but not a lot of painting. Okay. But I finally got back on the the painting horse with uh, some Goblin Heroes in preparation here for Wapaka. Okay. So things like the Forge World Goblin set comes with the big banner bearer and that goblin mage that's sort of being levitated by green oh, right, right, know, magical right. clouds. He's kind of puking up a big magical cloud. So I'm working on that guy too. Puking up a magical cloud. He well, shows up again. Well, yeah, yeah, puking up the magic. And then uh, I got this weird um, trio of night goblins. It's two goblins throwing a fanatic. Okay. And uh, I've never – I don't know where I got it and I've never seen it. But it is a GW sculpt. So I'm painting that up too. So one of these three things could be my man of intrigue. We were talking about the other night what to use for man of intrigue. So uh-huh. one of these could be it. I'll have to see. Uh, other than that, uh, I started painting my Arachnorock. Nice. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see how that comes together. I'm kind of on a deadline uh, you know, with a tournament in mind for the future. Uh, with Holy Wars, I, I could use it because that's a 2,500-point tournament, and I could squeeze in the Arachnorock uh, at 2,500 and two Doom Divers and two Rock Lothas. Nice. So I'd have to drop the Manglers, but the Arachnorock could be a good fit at that point level, so we'll have to see. Assuming, of course, I can get into Holy Wars because I'm third on the wait list right now. Oof, yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that's been my hobby. How about you? Uh, well... Uh, since the last time we talked hobby, which is like two episodes ago, I've got over a hundred bases made um, for my dwarfs. The custom Could bases you? I made. Rage hobbying. Well, you know what? Once you start making them, you know, and actually, I, I kind of went back and made more and more because, um, like I said, I got this stuff from Smooth On, and that's smooth-on.com, and it's this uh, hard plastic that they make it's called onyx and it i mean it literally is hard plastic it is the same hard like if you feel a gw base i mean mm-hmm. not the uh you know, not the little rough finish on the top but like the smooth portion of it right it's the same you know you know hardness t- toughness of of that it's not a soft plastic at all you felt them uh, I have it's, felt them. It's like an, ooh. It's like a it's like a two part it's almost like making epoxy. It's a two part mix that you pour together. Right. And you gotta stir it up really fast. And it's only got about a I think it's it's about three, four minutes before it starts to solidify to the point where you can't really pour it anymore. So well, you've that's only got not a big window. No, you've only got a couple of minutes to pour this. So it's like you mix it and you I'm pouring it in all the little holes and I've got a little wooden stick and I'm kind of stirring it as it goes into each spot to make sure there's no air bubbles or anything mm. and i'm doing these bases and you saw i came over and i had a miscast um like uh, either my mix, like you rolled uh yeah, kind of um <laughs> basically either i had the wrong like there's supposed to be two equal portions either one of my portions was a bit off or i didn't mix it thoroughly enough 
but you picked them if they were sticky. Like they never, they like they would not one hundred percent. Yeah, they're kind of tacky, right? And they, had, I had to toss them. Like they were not usable. I sat for a week, and I'm like, you, you can't do anything with them. Everything you touch sticks to it. You can't even paint it because you touch the brush to it, and it sticks. I wonder if you prime it, would that be enough of a layer in between? I don't know. You, you, you with toss a moist anyway, layer so underneath, I'm guessing not though, because it's moist. You know, that can't even dry over it. So. I tossed that badge. It was only like 20 or 30 bits. But then I went back. I'm like, no, I got to make sure I'm doing this right. So I made some more. So I've got over 100 made. Uh, I start. I, I got. I started priming them up you know, so I can paint them. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to have to make a couple hundred if I'm going to do the actual, um, you know, the whole army with them. So sure. very excited. Uh, I got 20 beards done on my uh, hammerers of the 40. Uh, I went through all the old white dwarfs and through the Citadel painting guide for dwarfs. I found about seven different beard uh, recipes, three browns, two grays, mm-hmm. a blonde, and an orange. Would um, you mind um, sharing, sending me some of those beard recipes? Sure. Because my uh, goblin standard bearer has a couple beards tied to the, the flagpole. Oh, sure. No, no problem. <laughs> I knew you were going to do something. <laughs> you ain't going to annoy me with that. That's fine. Am I too predictable? Uh, I knew it was coming, and I figured, you know what? That's fine. You want your beards to look as good as a real dwarf beard? Then I'll send you my recipe. So you That's can... when it looks the best, yeah. when it's cut off and tied to a goblin pole. Yeah. Well, hey, you know what? You could tie whatever you want to your pole. I, that's fine. Hey, hey save it for the tabletop. No. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you. You go from a bunch of losses against me to a tie, and suddenly you oh, think you're... <laughs> I'll even I'll even play you Shots on the fired. air. Oh, well, we're going to... Oh, and, and, and the loser of that one... Has to get St. Louis Jake. <laughs> we need to do, like, a cool uh, cool end times game, a big one, like a few th- like a 3,000 point or something on the air, so they could bring in some of those new things and see how, that, see how it goes. What's for me? Uh... But I got all those colors, and you can add in a, an extra highlight or an extra shade in in them. And you could, so I've got so many nice. So when you got all the all the dwarfs lined up, they don't all look the same. There's all these variations in the beard. Some subtle variants. That's a good yeah. thing. So they've still got the same armor patterns and color patterns in their armor, but they don't just look. I mean, because they're all that that pose, you know. They look really cool, but they're all that pose. The only difference is the heads of the hammers are different. And they, they don't even vary slightly, like the, the angle at which they're holding their hammer or their, their head tilt. Well, the way you got to put them on, I mean, there's a slight difference, but, you know, it's, it's they're not huge, you know. I see. I mean, from a couple feet away, they kind of all look like they're the same pose. Hmm. You know what I mean? When you get in close, you can see a lot of the differences, but the beards, when you're standing a, away from it, you know, when you're not close, you could see all the different color variations in the beards, and it's going to add some variation to it. I think that they that they lack. So, okay, that's that. Um, my man of intrigue is starting to look pretty cool. I'm hoping I can get him painted up this weekend. Maybe Very nice. Before this weekend. Did you? Are you going to talk about what that is, or are you going to oh, save that? I'm going to save that one because okay. it's it's really stupid. And if it comes off even remotely, I'll be pleased because right now it's. You know the little the little thing I was making purely out of green stuff, that little sculpty thing I was doing. Yeah. It's still it's either too big or it doesn't look quite right. So it's it's kind of dorky. So I'm just I'm it's my first time ever sculpt doing a huge sculpting and green stuffing and redoing a model to look like 
something else. This is my sure. first major conversion. So it, well, the idea is good. Um, so just the line executions just suck. So no, no. I, I now I, realize I why when you look start. at people who do a lot of green stuff, but they don't really know a hundred percent what they're doing. When it kind of looks lumpy and not quite fingerprinty, but it's not smooth. Mm-hmm. I now sympathize with them a little more because man, mine is not smooth. But what are you going to do? Yeah. Uh, let's see what else. I started on my display board. Uh, and I'm really looking at it thinking I was going to make some Herstart stuff. I got some new Herstart molds for Christmas. Uh, cool. Just the wall of bricks and the ruin, the thing to make a ruined tower. You know, so it's like the base, the foundation, a lot of broken bricks and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I thought that would be cool in my VC display board. But I think for time's sake, I'm just going to pull out my garden of more pieces and paint them up. And that way I have some terrain pieces later. And I can just attach them to the board and Very use cool. that as for the display. Uh, and this way... Once the the basic board is made, and I figure out where all the units I, I where I want the actual units to go and fit on the board, then I can just stick in the garden of more pieces, sort of wherever there's room. Oh, kind of Tetris them in there. Yeah, so that's there, but it's not it's not defining the shape of the board. I could put my players on and then attach those in later because just a little bit of glue or you know pin them in almost, and then mm-hmm. uh, a little glue around the edges, and that stuff like later if I don't like it on the display board, I could pop it off. And and go build reposition back up. it, yeah, and 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 use the um, you know, make the Herstart stuff for later because I do want to do a fancier display board than that for uh, bits, you know. But that's mm. just well, that's just my plan. I'm going to hold you to it. You've been working on a display board for quite some time. So. Forever, I've been doing one for four years now. I might actually finish one someday. <laughs> so, um, that's it. You got any other? Other, um, just some random things. Let's see. Oh, uh, I do have to make a shout out to the West Coast Hammer Boys, mm-hmm. uh, who through their legal connections, they're both uh, lawyers, Fred and Bill. Oh, good. Uh, Help me out with some personal stuff, networking wise. So, oh, big nice. shout out to those guys and listen to their show if you haven't. Uh, it's good stuff there. Yes. Um, otherwise, I watched uh, Ascension on Sci-Fi. Have you heard of this? Was that any good? I totally missed that. It wasn't bad. It was very interesting, but the way they ended it makes you believe that there will be a series. Oh, well, that's but cool. there is no there are, currently there are no are, are no official plans for a series. But the oh. way it ended, it's just like what they can't end it like that because all the characters are are like in the middle of some major crisis. Ah, I see. But uh, it stars Trisha Helfer, who I met uh, some years ago. Oh, nice. I, I call her Trish. Oh well, you know. Why not? She calls me Big Daddy. Really? And, uh, <laughs> I don't think she doesn't know who me from Adam, but uh, I did meet her. Very nice lady. Uh, well, that's cool. Um, but yeah, it's worth watching. I mean, if you if you if it comes on again, if you DVR it, it's it's worth checking out. Cool. But that's about it. Um. Yeah, let's see. I did go see the new Hobbit movie, and although I like thumbs up, thumbs down, I liked it the best of the three. But, but I, you know, I just would you recommend it? Should, uh, should I go see it? Did you like the first two? Mm, they were watchable on cable. I would never have paid to see them in the theater. Oh uh, well, then yeah, no, probably not. Oh okay. well, really? Oh, it's it's the battle scenes look. They were the really cool, but yeah, and they were. I I actually enjoyed the third movie. Um, I didn't enjoy the second very much at all. Uh, I enjoyed the first one. It's just you know what they. They don't stand up to Lord of the Rings, and they really – two movies tops. They didn't need to make it three. Like, right. I could see you adding some stuff and stretching it to two. Um, 
I thought the White Council thing was really cool, and I thought uh, the fi- dude the final battle with the dwarfs and elves was really cool. It was really cool stuff. You know, seeing that dwarf shield wall come in. And, uh, you know, the elves jumping and fighting. And there was some really mm-hmm. cool stuff there. Lee Pace was really good. Uh, it's just, I don't know, on the whole, it, it's, it's just, it's not Lord of the Rings. It's just not. It yeah, he, I don't up. know what happened, but he, it, it, it's kind of a, the Lucas syndrome, right? He just lost his touch after the first trilogy. Now, I don't even know if he lost his touch. I think they got greedy and they said we need to make The Hobbit into a trilogy. And that's just dumb as hell. Uh, yeah. That book is not a trilogy. It's not. No matter what other stuff you do, it's not. That's just my opinion, but whatever. Mm. And there's more minutes in that movie, in the trilogy, than there are pages in the book. Yeah, and that's yeah, that's that's ridiculous. the problem. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not, I'm done. I'm done talking about it. Just <laughs> yeah, it's that, that. not rant. Uh, any see. any other other? Yeah, I, I took the girls to see Into the Woods, and I actually really enjoyed it. I'm not a huge fan of musicals, but Into the Woods was very cool. Okay. Um, I like fairy tale type stuff, and it was cool because. Uh, the fairy tale stuff that they told in this, if you've never seen Into the Woods, it takes a lot of the old fairy tales and sort of interacts and they sort of cross mm-hmm. paths. But mm-hmm. this is like the actual grim fairy tales. So like in Cinderella, when the stepsisters are trying to fit their feet into the shoe, if you've never read the original story, uh, the first sister's feet didn't fit, so she cuts off her toes. Oh, man. That's what happens? Oh, yeah. And then that one, they see that there's that, that she cheated, that, that her feet are bleeding. Uh, so they go to the other sister, and she cuts off her heel because her heel won't fit. Oh, man. Uh, and then at the end of the story, when they go to the Cinderella's wedding, all those birds that were helping Cinderella out, uh-huh. they go gouge out the sister's eyes and blind them for being so oh, cruel. Man. Dude, it's freaking awesome. And Those they, grim they, fairy tales are much darker. Oh, if you ever read them, they're not. They are not for kids. Those are not children. Those are stories told to warn children and frighten them off of being bad. Wow. And it was not like a happy ending stuff. None of it. Anderson's and Grimm's fairy tales were not pleasant stories. And, and that's the stuff of like a gothic horror movie. Oh, it's, it was so good. I had so much fun with it. Uh, and one last thing, and then we'll take another break, uh, and then we'll come back with Grant. Uh, is I, I've been listening to something called A Canticle for Leibowitz on Audible. Okay. Um, it, I heard the Raj talking about it, and he said it was pretty cool. And it is. It's kind of cool. Uh, I'm not going to go really long into it, but it's like, I think it's like, it's a weird book because a third of the way through it, like something weird happened. I'm like, wait a minute. Did this just happen? And I went and looked it up on Wikipedia, and apparently this guy was known more for a few short stories, and he only published mm-hmm. like two books, I think, or three books maybe total. Uh, this book was three short stories, shorter stories that he had written that were put together and sort of linked together. But the first one takes place like 600 years after like the, like the, the, like in a nuclear war. And it's in America, but it's like post-apocalyptic America. Huh. Um, and I guess after the apocalypse, everybody blamed all the scientists and the politicians for destroying everything. And the scientist basically said, you guys are, you guys need us. We're the only ones smart enough to fix what's happened here. You guys are too stupid. And they said, well, we prefer stupid to you smart people who ruined everything. So, like, stupid becomes, like, you know, the, the, the like. In vogue. <laughs> well, they kill all the scientists because they, they started this problem. Mm-hmm. So they basically throw themselves back into a dark age that they're right, happy that's to be what in. Like. And what winds up is, like, the church, who is always, like, you know, sort of tried to collect and save knowledge has started saving stuff, and so they've got all these weird papers and stuff, these holy relics from before the war that save all this knowledge, but they don't know what they do. 
but that like someday we'll, 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 our society will come back and we'll have all this stuff. <laughs> it's just, Sounds like, kind of like lizard men. Oh, we have was, all this technology, but we don't know what it does. Dude, it was weird. It was a really cool. It's, I'm only a third of the way through it, and I'm really enjoying it. So hmm. I give a, if you want something that's really different. And what's that called? A Canticle for Leibowitz. A Canticle for Leibowitz. Okay. Yeah, so I, I really enjoyed it. I'll as check far, that out. As far as uh, a, a book to listen to, it's just so weird that it's like nothing like I've ever read. So I was just like, oh, this is something so different that I'm really enjoying it. Hmm. All right, uh, break and then back with uh, Handsome Man, Grant Fetter, and our hobby plans for 2015. That sounds like a plan. He's Chris. I'm Dave. We'll be back. Hey folks, it's Dave. Are you looking for that special model to add to your army? A monstrous creature or maybe a character model? Something unusual that not everybody else is fielding on their table? Well, then you should check out Mears Miniatures at MearsMiniatures.com. Their Darklands line is full of some of the most fantastic creature models you'll ever see. And with the success of their recent Kickstarter... Those models will be perfect for you to play in their forthcoming Darklands game. So whether you're looking for a new skirmish level game to play with lots of cool monstrous creatures, or you're just looking for that extra special model to add to your existing games line, Mears Miniatures is really worth your time. Check them out at Mears-Miniatures.com, and seriously guys, you'll be glad you did. Back, 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 and back, 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 back. Hey, that's Grant. <laughs> hey, everybody. Up, <laughs> oh, so hey, thanks for coming on, Grant. Um, talking about our, we're going to be talking about our hobby uh, goals and commitments for 2015. But before we did that, hey, it's January, and nothing says summer fun. Like January, and so yeah. Just as the <laughs> we get when we get into January, you know, Grant's coming on, and folks, it is time. It is time to sign up for Blood in the Sun. So, Grant, what's going on with that man? Yeah, it is. It's it's full blown excitement right now. We just opened up registration for bits. Uh, I had a lot of people chomping at the bit. <laughs> uh, no, pretty <laughs> now, to to register because we actually did. Last year, we actually did sign up before Adepticon even announced in, uh, what was it, like October, November. And uh, so so people this year were like, hey, what's going on? It's, you know, it's already the new year and you haven't started your tournament registration for uh, for the summer of this year. So it's crazy what the demand is now for these tournaments. It's It's awesome that the community is so excited about playing this game that we all love. But yeah, it's... It's here. Registration has started. We've gotten a bunch of registrations. Um, lots of 
Lots of questions. Dave's in. Uh, we <laughs> haven't actually posted yet, and uh, we may not for a little bit yet post uh, who did get in. Um, uh, just to leave a little bit of that uh, that mystery to it, but it's not full yet as we're talking on the call right now, but it is filling up fast. Uh, and we decided to do the launch a little bit differently than we've done in the past. In the past, we opened up registration, hyped everything up, and then got full right away. And then a lot of the people who wanted to come uh, maybe that had come in the past that didn't get on the list. Well, they had already made other plans for that weekend by the time a spot would open up for them. So because inevitably, whenever you do signups for a tournament, there's going to be people that drops. There's going to be a wait list. But so this year, uh, we actually did kind of a slow rollout. Uh, so we'll call it an, an exclusive rollout where um, you were able to register on the website if you did want to know ahead of time about the initial registration. Uh, and then we also extended an invite to people who have been to Blood in the Sun in the past. So we gave all of those people exclusively uh, a heads up saying, hey, Registration has begun, and uh, and have gotten a great response off of that, and allow those people who have been to the tournament before and who uh, you know are chomping at the bit to get in. The people who supported uh, you guys in the past yes, and made yes. it what it is. Hey, we're not we're not going to you're not going to get cut out. You got they the get the shot. they get the first shot at it, and then really this announcement on Garage Hammer then is going to be the 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 second tier. So uh, anybody exclusive. who's listening right now, consider yourself a part of an exclusive club yeah. uh, of <laughs> the the second tier rollout of people who get to sign up for bits, uh, and then uh, we will open it up to the public. Uh, you know, start posting on forums, uh, really do some Twitter blasts. We, we did a couple Twitter blasts alluding that registration was, uh, was arriving, but n- none of the official announcements like we did in years past. So really getting some of those people who, who, you know, have been there before. And then um, also some of the Garage Hammer listeners being a, a sponsor of Bits, giving those people the chance to sign up first, um, and then really going out to the to the to the public and to the masses and offering anybody to sign up there. And I, I think it's going to work out pretty well. Well, I'm excited. I'm looking Heck forward yeah. to it. It's, it's it's Bits Five Staying Alive is the theme. Bits Five Staying Alive is the name. Uh, I am several not reasons dressing for that. up like Disco Stew. So, you know, we like the disco connotation to it. So you're probably going to see, Chris, you dressed up in a leisure suit. No, I'm not. Well, if, uh, yeah, like I said on our, our internal call, if I'm doing it, the entire team's doing it. Oh, geez. Yeah. So, well, we'll, we'll, yeah. We'll, Rocking we'll the white that. suit, you. <laughs> and if, Letting if it the, hang out. If the whole team's doing it, then Cranky's doing it, too. So you heard that, Cranky? Oh, great. <laughs> disco Cranky. Somehow um, I can easily see that. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember why? I can really see him in big, big gold chains. Um, you know, big, all right, right, all right, all right. So listen, 
We got registration going. So what's uh, what's going to be different this year uh, with all the new end time stuff coming in? I know you guys, your council of four, have gotten together and 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 talked rules and and decision making. So uh, what have you decided so far that we can know? Well, we talked about it a lot. We talked about a lot of things. Um, you, you can't really plan on rumors. You can uh, you can be ready for them if they happen, but you can't really set any sort of rules based on rumors. And the rumors right now is that we may see another addition by that time. Um, so that's something that we will cross that bridge when we come to it. I'm betting no if new addition in it. June. I'm betting they've been the last bunch of editions that have come out have been July and August releases. So I'm betting no ninth edition before June. That's just yeah, me. So. Okay. Yeah. But you're going to see more end time stuff. You guys will have to obviously make rulings on that when it comes out, won't you? Yep. Yeah, and update as it goes. And that's the same with with any tournament. When yeah. a new a new book comes out, then you have to say, well, yep, we're going to allow that. We're not going to allow that. So we'll just have to stay up on what's going on. Uh, we have made some blanket rulings though for this year. Uh, so the first one is, while we are allowing special characters, we're not allowing any special characters 500 points or higher. Oh. And so, so 499 wh- is the cap. 499 is the cap. And so okay. what does that uh, – I when I when I tweeted that information, I, I put uh, some hashtag, sorry, Bellacor, because he's uh, 500 points on the nose. Oh. But <laughs> – the and the, really the reason for that is we had to find a good cutoff point. Uh, some of the games that we have seen, that we have played, and that we have known have been very paper, rock, scissors style games. When you start incorporating some of the large end times characters, and and we want people to be able to bring some of the new models and some of the new toys, so we don't want to exclude end times, so there will still be some characters that fall under that that points cost. Uh, some of the new, um, what are those big Nurgle riding bros? Oh, the, the Magath Lords. Uh, They're Magath. under 500, yeah, the, aren't they? The, the Magath Lords, yeah. I mean, there's going to be plenty of things out of the new books that people are going to be able to take uh, without really being hindered by the 500 point cap for special characters 500 point well yeah 500 point or higher uh, are not allowed so well, see, what does that mean Nagash is me. not allowed Carl Franz is not allowed no, I don't think uh, any some of the, of the new Mortarks, characters I don't think any of the Mortarks are allowed either yeah I may not allow some of the Mortarks in there and that's actually fine because that's just one less thing for me to try to fit in and paint so back to my yeah, old and, list and, of course, immediately when we did announce that, you had some people that said, "Hey, I wanted to bring this person. Hey, I wanted to bring that person." Um, you know, let's let's use Orion as an example. Somebody wanted to bring Orion, uh, or, or was thinking about doing that. And well, you know, I, I understand that he's not that overpowered. Um, he could he could still be a paper rock scissors type match. I don't know if you've looked at the the rules for him, but he, he can be he? pretty powerful. What's he like six hundred? How many points is there? Uh, he's just he's not too far over. He's not he's nothing crazy. He's no Glotkin, he's no Carl Franz, he's no thousand point Nagash, but he's uh he is over five hundred. Ah. And so while there may be some characters that fall into that that are appropriately points costed, that are uh you know, that are good, uh, that's just what this is the game that we're playing for this year. So D- Dave, this is the first time you've heard of that. What are your thoughts about that? Uh five hundred seems 
I think uh, my first reaction was a little low. I was actually guessing you were going to say about 600 because I think a lot of the, the power guys start coming in around 650. Yeah. Um, but, hey, it's whatever. I mean, honestly, I don't take a lot of special characters anyway. I don't need I don't need some fancy named guy to win my games. I can lose my games all on my own. Um, but, <laughs> you know, hey, 500, 600, whatever. You guys had to make a call somewhere. You made your call, 500. I'm not going to argue. And, and I'm not going to argue a is, points level. You know what I'm saying? It's, yeah, yeah. At, uh, at this stage where Warhammer is, um, I think it was you that said this, Dave, you have to have a discussion before you play any oh, sure. game now. Oh, sure. I know, mean, are, well, I are mean, we playing end times rules? Are we playing this rule? Are we playing that rule? And, uh, it, you know, that well, really comes into effect when you're yeah. doing a turn. I don't mind logical comp. You know, listen. Yeah. You know, we. Be, I mean, heck, for years nobody allowed special characters. I mean, I hardly even, you know, I, I would say we have no comp. And Christopher would be like, we have no special characters. That's comp. I'm like, that's not comp. That's just no special characters. Like, you know, <laughs> you know. So I have no problem with that. So what else did you do? I'm assuming there's going to be no uh, Kane end times magic. Correct. Yeah, that's the next thing. You're talking about eliminating things. Yes, Kane magic is going by the wayside. I, I've played a game of it myself, and it's 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 pretty wonky. Um, you know, you can argue if it's fair or not. It 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 slows the game down a lot, in my opinion, especially if it's not something that you're used to playing. And so that's, that's the problem I see because it's not all that bad, but man, would it slow down or or could potentially make for a big annoyance at a tournament. So right, once again, right. it's not a tournament type thing. Out. Yep. And then the one that caused probably the most controversy, and I'll talk a little bit about why, um, not to justify it, but just to to talk about the the stream of thought is that bits runs a player judged comp system meaning that your opponents get to judge you based on how tough your list is and we have done it for the last every year every year we've done so four years now we've done player judge comp and it really usually with a couple of exceptions um usually uh, comes out about right. If you look at it compared to like a Swedish scale or not a Swedish scale, um, some other sort of comp, you usually look at, you know, the, the people that scored a low comp, you look at that list and you go, oh my goodness, that, yep, that one, that list deserved uh, uh, one. And not to pick on Cranky, but I think he got the lowest comp last year. Last two years. And, and his uh, and last two years, and let's look at what he took the last two years. Uh, you know, last year was uh, you know multiple units of warlocks and 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 spam dark elf characters. Uh, you know, at the time when that was the the hotness, and not to say that he wasn't the uh, the hipster that was the first to do it, um, which he wasn't. But the uh, he, you know it deserved that low comp. So anyway, what we're doing this year is that any of the combined armies, you can take any of the combined army lists, but they are going to suffer a minus five penalty to that player judged comp. So whatever the players, you know, whatever you're judged at, you should be judged according to, you know, normal standards. And then at the end, you're going to have a negative five modifier placed to it. So if you're playing an undead legions, 
If you're playing a Kane Legion of what what Legion of Chaos Kane or of Chaos what am I and, missing uh, here? Undead Legions. Undead Legions, right? Okay, I got them all. If you're playing any of those combined army lists, um, then you suffer a minus five to your player judged comp. Um, and why is that? Um, and I can hear you going, "Well, Grant, I'm going to play an Undead Legions list." <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want. I don't want a minus five count. Hey, so, me, hey, you know what? Forget it then. You know what? Me and uh, oh, Johnny Crass. Johnny Crass. You know what? Well, that's you, have to, it. you have to hear the whole story before you pass judgment. Oh, okay. Well, I'll okay. hear the whole story then. So here's 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 how it uh, impacts everything. So first of all, um, if you are truly taking a fluff bunny legions of chaos list, I mean, think or, or think about the impact of minus five on your comp in our system. I think our whole system is like 250 points. It's somewhere around there. It's, a, it's 40 points total for comp. Uh, it's about 100 points for battle. I, I don't know. Add it out somewhere around there. So, so you're talking about a really small portion of it. Um, and if you're taking a light list uh if you are taking an undead legions list that maybe just throw you know you're taking a vampire list that just throws in a casket or something along those lines that you know that is not going to be judged quite as harsh by your opponents as say if you're tricking it out and taking you know all the all the special characters and throwing your um you know really tricking the list out right and this has two effects. Um, not only is it going to cause those lists to come a little bit lighter and not just taking the juiciest choices from those two lists, potentially making them a little bit themier lists, a little bit more um, ac- acceptable lists, I guess you would say. But it, it also gives a little bit more of an advantage to all of those armies out there that don't have the you know, vast choice of two or three army books that they can um, combine together. You know, your dwarves, your lizards, your skaven. And and while they probably are coming out with things for these. Hold on. Let me interrupt to make sure I've got it correct because at first I was a little confused. So I would go themier because I want to get a good score, comp score from my opponents because I'm already taking a hit. To counteract that negative five, yes. Okay. So if I'm going with a light, Themey list, I get a better score from my opponent to counteract the negative five. Because I'm like, well, if I'm taking a negative five, why would I want to go themey? Screw that, I'm going to go hardcore. But then I'll get a bad score from my opponents too, and that negative five would be really bad. Yeah, and we were thinking about at first doing a um, doing a cap. So, so that was our the first what we were throwing around. You know, while well, you're um, you can get no higher than a, a 35 score, or 30 score, or whatever. But then we we feared exactly what you said that well, skip it. If I can't get higher than a 30, well, then I'm I'm going uh, all out. You know, all out. Yeah. So okay. Yeah. I see where you're coming from. So so and that's really the that's really the thought process behind that. Um, and also just uh, you know everybody that I've talked to going to Wapaka. I haven't talked to anybody playing a demons list or a warriors list or you know just a, a high elf list or I've heard of a couple of just wood elf lists, but pretty much everybody's taken a combined list of some sort. Right. And well, that may be the way that the game is going more in ninth, 
Um, it's not quite the way that the game is yet. So we wanted to try and uh, maintain some of the, the, the purity of the races, I guess we'll say. You could just call it that just to take advantage, too, and this will keep people from doing that. Um, if I was taking a straight VC army with no Tomb Kings and I just said, well, I'm calling it Undead Legion so I don't crumble. Right. You know, well, um, I don't take any other end time stuff, but I call it the Legion of the Eternity King so that all my guys have the fight in extra ranks and reroll their ones. To yeah. Hit, you know, it's just right, uh, so hey, you're still getting a benefits, even though you're not using other army. Items. Right. That might work. Like, I don't know. Like, it seems a little weird to me. I'll be honest with you. Just telling it to me right now. Like, listen, going, oh, that makes me think. How do I want to do that? It sounds like it's going to work. If it works, if it doesn't, so what? If it doesn't work, you change it for next year. Yeah, and and that's really it. Um, well, the, you know, the, those three changes are pretty big. Uh, not so much the cane because you find that that's not quite as acceptable everywhere. But um, three little changes that I, I think will change the – um, the end result of the tournament quite a bit by you know what armies are showing up and it, those those comp scores can can hurt yeah yeah so that's cool yeah. all right well that's bits um, what's the website blood dot com is what it is go check it out you can register on there right now it is uh, sixty dollars. Uh, this year to register before the 20th of January. So so you've got a very short amount of time to register for $60 and then uh, $70 after that. So listen right. to this episode, uh, jump on the yeah. website immediately and go register. Pause the episode and go register and then come back. Yep. All right. So, All right. Yeah, thank you. Cool. So, hey, you're going to stick around for the hobby uh, talk? Sure, I'd love to. Excellent. Uh, all right, folks, this is our last segment, and we're actually um, we're keeping the show at a normal length, though, so it's like a, actually just kind of a mini segment. Um but we just want to talk about our hobby plans for 2015. Uh, what we were hoping to do uh, this year has been an utter hobby fail for me. My I don't paint for tournaments uh, didn't you know didn't really there was nothing. Well, I didn't go to too many tournaments, but there was nothing burning a light under me to get me hobbying. It's like I've kind of got my tournament lists painted, and so there was no. So I think putting in these little on the air goals and commitments might help. Uh, so we can hold you to it. Yeah, hold you accountable. There we go. So, um, do you guys have any Warhammer hobby plans? Like, just for Warhammer in general? Or do you maybe you have plans for a different game that you want to be doing some hobby work for? Well, for me, I've been talking about getting these demons ready and, and painted forever. So, uh, everything is assembled. I'm going to start priming and painting. Um, so, that's my, my, my goal is to have 2,400 points painted uh, in 2015 of demons. Nice. Now, you haven't started painting anything, have you? Not a thing, no. So you've just been sort of assembling and putting stuff together. Yep. All right. How many models would that be, roughly, to get your 2,400-point list together? Do you know? Uh, 50, I would say about 65 models. Oh, that's not bad. So you can get about five, six models done a month to a high standard. When you yeah. can really take your time and still get it done by the end of the year easily. Right. Nice. Beforehand, if I could. I mean... Well, I'm just saying... 
Yeah. What about you, Grant? Me for 2015, my goal is to not start a new army. <laughs> it's the, the anti-goal. So are you going to just are you, are you, you average a, more than an army a year, maybe one At and a half? An army, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so how, many, wait, how I, many armies do you have right now? You've got your your warriors of chaos. You got your lizard men. Chaos dwarves. Yeah. You got your chaos dwarves. Is that it? Dwarves. Um, dwarves. Yeah. Oh, that's right. You got your regular dwarves. Ogres. Oh wow, you got a lot. <laughs> yeah. So are you? Is your plan to just add to the existing stuff? You know, paint I, the stuff. I, have, I also have a vampire counts army now. Where, and a, what? Yeah. <laughs> where did Wait, that come is, from? Was this? When was this? That's the one I've been putting together with my son. It's it's oh. just a bunch of Reaper bones miniatures and Mantic miniatures and you know, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. But I, I do have a full vampire counts army now and then, uh, uh, yeah. So that's my goal: not start a new army. Well, you've got six. Uh, There's enough even, there like, to... even, even with my lizards, they're not painted. The goal is to not paint them, <laughs> uh, and and just expand and and play with the things that I have, uh, play with the toys that I have, and and maybe expand or paint some of the stuff that I already. So so as little acquisition as I can do. But can um, and paint. I know that sounds strange. Uh, it's 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 like I said, an anti-goal, but. I think sometimes I I get too much of that hobby ADD, and I need to uh, give a little bit more love to the, to what I have. But so you have those lizards. You're not going to paint them. Yeah, not 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 in 2015. I don't think. <laughs> You're going to focus on the other stuff that you've got. That focus on the other stuff. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Cool. Does any of those have a priority? Any particular army you're looking at, saying this is the army I'm going to just be, be working on for a while? Um, I I. I want it to be dwarves. Yeah, I, I want it to be the dwarves. I want to, the, the the turds that I polished. Yes, is, is really like, I've got, yes. I've got, a, I've got a couple of good, uh, uh, quite a few models that I still have to paint. I really need to, to work on my Air Force. I've got four more gyrocopters that I can paint. <laughs> I started painting one, and I messed up on the assembly like I, I – should paint parts before they get together because now I can't get to certain parts and I'm pissed. So oh, I, that's not my philosophy. Just do it. I can't <laughs> get to it. I want those things. I can't get in there with the brush. They're like behind things and it's oh poop. So I'm going to finish that one up. But now I know. Yeah, it's going to be dwarfs all over. That's fantastic. <laughs> all right. Uh, let's see. What about me? Uh, I am going to keep adding to my undead legions because I have all this Tomb King stuff that Christopher gave me. And I have, I still have a lot of VC stuff that I've never quite finished painting. So, Blood Knights, just paint those. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> I've got those. I've got, I've got hex rays and black knights. I never finished painting. I've got ghouls. I never finished painting. I still got zombies that I've got a couple boxes here that I haven't really put together and painted. So I've got undead legion stuff I want to work on. Um, Nagash, the Mortarks, the Terror Geist—they're all sitting here in boxes. You have quite a bit. Yeah, so it's like I'm just going to keep, I'm just going to keep adding to my Undead Legions because I really I have the most fun with those. I think it's like the Dwarfs are still my favorite army, but the VC plus mixing in some of that Tomb King stuff with it is just fun. Like I have fun painting it, I have fun sort of playing with it and irritating people with it. It's just nice. Um, oh yeah, did you hear about our game the other night, Chris? <laughs> 
I Dave, did. I, Dave, I, and I, I broke Dave and I are talking before the game, and and he's like, ah, I'm just going to take this and that. I'm like, Dave, if you're taking it as an undead legions list, put in the casket. Just just put one in and see what it does. And no doubt he puts it in Me every like turn. I have to save all. <laughs> I have to save all my dice for that. So he just just raising everything away. Oh man! And uh, I mean, just I mean, he he ate my face. I mean, I, I got beat. I think what I what I get only like a hundred points from you or something, Dave. I mean, it 125. was one hundred twenty five. You got the the one unit of zombies with their banner. Oh yeah, no! By the end of the game, you got that second unit of zombies. So there was two. So you got two hundred and fifty. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that casket is is so good. It, it gives what the VC need for sure. So it's a good addition. I was pleased, but okay. Um, so that's one of my hobby goals: uh, get revenge on Dave. Great. <laughs> that's always my hobby goal. Great. Oh, okay. It's good to know. <laughs> So I want to do at least 100 points or one character a month of Undead Legions. Just keep adding stuff to it. And I say at least 100 points because, like, 30 zombies is 100 points with a banner and a thing. So it's like, you know, that's, like, the lowest I could actually do. But so every month I want to do, you know, basically a unit or a character for Undead Legions. And then I want to keep plugging away at the dwarves. I'd love to have them ready for bits, but I'm really, truly planning on more of a next next Wapaka unveiling because... It's going slow but steady, and there's actually movement happening now, and I'm getting a paint scheme down that I like, but it's taking time because I'm really going in on the details, and I'm going slow, and I'm making these work, and I'm really, I mean, you guys have seen the one that I've completely finished except for the gems, and it's like, oh, this is actually kind of good. Yeah, looks good. So I want to do that. Uh, if I were to finish all of that, then I'd probably get onto my demon army, but I don't think I'm going to finish all of that, so... Um, you know, unless and it, plus, I don't actually want to start a third thing. I've got my dwarfs and my undead legions, which I love. And other than that, you know, you know, the end times or ninth ed might come in eventually during the year and make a change to my plans. So I'm just sticking with those two for now. Yeah, it's hard to really commit to anything. And maybe Grant, that's why you're not expanding because we're in such a big state of flux right now. Yeah, that really could be a part of it. <laughs> I'm not painting these lizards if they're getting in their pyramid and leaving. <laughs> well yeah that's true i did just hear that the other day and i'm like oh god i bet rotor is just punching himself in the face <laughs> those lizards just get up and leave yeah that'll be like the second or third army of his that they've nerfed jeez oh, the lizards twice anyway <laughs> so hey is there anything other than warhammer that you guys want to get doing hobby wise to paint or any other games or things yeah i've got one What's that? Pirates. Pirates. So, yeah, last year at Adepticon, there were uh, John Stenson and a couple of the other guys were over at, um, uh, and John uh, John Humphrey. Mm-hmm. They yep. were they were all over just in a in a, in a corner over in the main fantasy uh, uh, hall, and they were all drinking rum wearing pirate hats and pouring over these amazing boards. And I'm like, oh, my God, that looks like so much fun. And, you know, sh- sure enough, they, they come out afterwards and they say, this thing is amazing. And it's actually a GW game. It's called The Legends of the High Seas. And huh. so I, I bought myself some, some, some pirate models and I've got them 
uh, sitting on my hobby desk, and they're, they're probably the next thing that I'm going to paint after this Wapaka getting ready. So, Legends of the High Seas. It's a you know just an offshoot GW game. Uh, I mean, it's so it's so off off Broadway GW that uh, they they even in the back of the book of the GW book they give you suggestions for other miniatures companies that make pirates miniatures. Wow. So, wow. This is not the same Citadel miniatures we know. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. No, not no. at all. What about you, Chris? Um, maybe some X-Wing. Uh, I got the, the Star Trek Attack Wing game as well. My boys are getting a little bit older, and they, they like that sort of stuff, so I see myself playing a lot more of that in the near future, which I love, so I'm cool. looking forward to that. Um, How about yourself? I would like to paint up two Malifaux crews so that Heather and I could play that because she's interested in playing Malifaux. And I've got, like... I've got my um, Space Hulk to paint. I'd like to, you know, work Oh, that's on that. a great game. Oh, I know. I've got it now, and I've never gotten to play it yet, and I still haven't. I want to build and I'd like to build and paint that stuff up. Have you, have you guys played that ever? Like, I never got to play it. Like, I never got it when it came out last time. I've never you, played Grant? it. Oh, yeah. I, that's, I played that before I played any other GW game. I mean, that's the first thing that I the played. Gateway game. 25 years ago, whatever that no. was. So I've got that, and then I've got like about three Kickstarter things that I got, like something from, I can't even think of the name right now off the top of my head, from Cool Mini or Not, one of their games. Uh, I got Dreadball, and I got something else from uh, Mantic, and it's like I never kind of put it all together and painted it up. Like I've, I've played other people's, you know? So I've got all yeah. these things sitting here, and it's like, so I would like to maybe, you know, look into... Do it, dabbling in some of that if I if I can keep you know like I said undead legions a, a, a unit a month and then keep plugging away at dwarfs and this could be little side stuff if I get bored but I like to get oh, it yeah. done and play it since I paid for the damn things so that's that's my plan with that you're, you're in line for a busy 2015 I got I bought a book I got a green little hardback notebook and I'm gonna be logging my hobby progress every flipping day so if i start wow. to see a, a lot of notes Dave? yes <laughs> yes i bought a hobby diary f you and <laughs> when i go to my tournaments i'm going to bring it with me i'm going to log my games in it i'm going to log my hobbying in it i'm even going to log when i go work out this is like my everything fit hammer war hammer all that crap in the book so if i start seeing a lot of blanks i know that i'm skipping and i got to get on it will you for every entry, can you start it with Dear Jervis? <laughs> Dear Jervis, I worked out today. I worked out hard. <laughs> That'll be something wrong there, but but that's what I'm hoping to do to keep me on track. I got a journal to log every day, hoping that I'll be getting that thing going because, you know, family and work can get in the way. I'm actually going to teach Morgan. Uh, this This is the year that Morgan paints her Empire Army. I told her right after Wapaka, uh, we'd pull out models. I've got her, her own little paint station. So I'm thinking that's actually going to motivate me because she's going to want to paint nights. And she's going to be, Dad, let's go paint. And hmm, oh, cool. th- that's doing stuff with my children. Harrison, you come down too. I don't want to paint anything. Bring down a vampire book. You can read your role-playing game rules and write up stuff. Okay, good. I'm now interacting with my children and getting painting done. So that's my plan to sidetrack my whole family into hobbying so that I there can paint more models. Uh, that's about it for me. Is there anything else you guys wanted to do hobby-wise? 
I think that's a lot of commitment. Chris, now you, you're committing to painting them demons, and Grant's committing right. to painting things he has that aren't lizards. <laughs> yep. <laughs> painting stuff that I have that's already here, not starting a new army. There you go. Expanding you go. on everything. Yeah. It works. And I've got so much stuff I already bought. If I don't buy another model for two years, I still won't finish painting all this crap. So but there we go with that. So, <laughs> so. And you do have a lot of stuff. That closet that you have, it's like a store in there. I know. It's just so. sick. It's just really wrong. It's, I haven't. I, so I want to see all that stuff painted. Me too. Wouldn't that be awesome? That would be so awesome. I would be. I would be awesome. <laughs> so. <laughs> All right, so I think that's it for our hobby stuff. It was short, but it was our commitments, and that's you know it's what what it is. So, Grant, man, thank you for coming on and chit chatting with us and telling us about hey, bits. Thank, thank you. And um, you know we'll let you go, and then uh, Chris, we'll go, we'll come back, we'll uh, talk about what's coming up on the next episodes and wrap up the show. That sounds like a plan. That's good. Excellent. See you, Thanks, Grant. Hey folks, it's Dave, and I wanted to talk to you for a minute about Battle Foam. You've all heard me talk about it before. The foam is firm, it doesn't separate from the base, they custom cut, design, make any piece of foam you want to fit any model you want. Anytime a new army comes out, within days, you've got Battle Foam cut and designed to fit those models. This isn't a game company making cases on the side. This is a carrying case company making foam and custom carrying cases to protect your army. It's what they do. It's all they do. Check it out at BattleFoam.com. Battle Foam, protecting your army. So here we are to wrap it up. And We're wrapping it up, and here we are. Pretty bow on it. I don't know. Whatever. Okay, we need to stop doing that. People get mad at us. Some people love us singing. Some people hate us singing. David, let it go. Let it go. <laughs> I don't know. Is that, that from that was, Frozen? Something? Yes, it was. Very good. Isn't that really pretending like you don't know that's from Frozen? I, well, I My kids just watched it yesterday. Oh, did they time. like it? Yeah. Did you have all uh, boys? No. <laughs> oh, they, they didn't like it. I should say my wife watched it, ended up watching it by herself. The boys just ended up leaving and doing Legos. <laughs> oh, well, they had Legos to do, too. So Right, right. Oh, uh, cool. Um, so, you know what? Let's get this. We got a couple things coming up in yep. the uh, show. And uh, uh, so we wanted to tell you guys about it, what's coming up. Um, we're going to have a new sponsored segment coming up in the next episode or two. I can't say more, um, but we got a, a, a new uh, sponsor coming on. Um, to sponsor a very specific segment that they came up with. Uh, I, and I can't tell you anymore right now. Just know this may be the dumbest thing we've ever done or I've ever done on the show. So, uh, so. Hey, if, if it's for a sponsorship. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the show will do anything. Pretty much so. Um, all right. Next episode, we're going to talk PACA because it's going to come out literally, like hopefully I'll have it ready and it'll go up that, that morning when we're all right. driving to PACA. Um, but the episode after that, we're going to talk about the painting challenge that happened for 2014. We had about, I think, like 100 people sign up for the painting challenge. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and we had a bunch of people actually finish the painting challenge. So now you're telling me about a dozen or so finished. I think so. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's so, a, that's a good number. Yeah, I mean, heck, that's you know, and a lot of those people painted way more than. They needed to, but we'll talk about stats and who did that on the next show. Um, mm-hmm. We'll talk about a couple of the armies that we really liked. Now we had, um, we did have, and I told you on the last episode, um, the guy who sent us uh, a copy of uh, Dreadfleet to give away. Yeah, and um, what what better person to give it to than our hobby challenge winner? To win the hobby game because this really is a hobbyist game. The game itself, Dreadfleet's fun. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just kind of a pain in the ass to paint those boats. But if you want to paint something that's really cool, nice little side well, project. I, I think if you know, well painted, they look, they could look amazing. And okay, I've not yeah. actually played the game though. Have you played it? Oh yeah. Is it any good? Yeah, it's fun. Uh, I, I wish they had more cards because the actual cards that can have little random things pop up, you cycle through them really fast, so it gets ah. a little repetitive. But the game itself is it's actually a really Nice, fancy looking game, and it's not a bad game. That's not. I mean, it's you know. I mean, it's no Blood Bowl. Well, sure, but, uh, but it's fun, and it does. I mean, I know Rotor was painting them, and he got sick of it and just got rid of it. <laughs> they're so they are very intricate, but when they're painted, man, they're pretty nice looking. Yeah, it's a good looking game. So, yeah, so someone's going to win. That's a nice that. prize to, to win. Now, um, we're going to do this on the February 10th episode. And what I'm doing here is I know there were a bunch of people who said they came close but just didn't get it finished by December 31st. So, what I want to do is I want to say, listen, um, I, you know, I, we didn't address it beforehand because we had all this other stuff going on with Glotgen and with, uh, you know, with Nagash. Mm-hmm. And I sort of just forgot to mention it like every episode that I should have. Mm-hmm. So since I didn't remind people to finish up and some people were really close. So if you get there, um, if you can get it done and finished and, and posted as finished by January 31st, we did. We threw in a couple of smaller prizes. Um, we, we, know, we only promised the one big prize, but we threw in a couple of smaller prizes. And if you can get finished by the 31st, um, we'll throw your name in uh, for that, too. People who finished by, by the, the 31st of December like they were supposed to, they'll get a double entry. So it'll be double entries for people who were in on time. And anybody who got it under the, you know, before we talk about it on the episode, secondary deadline, we'll enter them in as well for some other prizes. So nice. um, some cool stuff. You know, stuff you'll enjoy that we're giving away. Um, so please do that. We're also going to, by the time that airs, we'll have the next uh, painting challenge rules up. And we are including terrain in that. We had several requests to include terrain. Uh, I don't have the exact rules hammered out yet. But um, I think this is an important addition because terrain is a critical part. Yes. So why not add it? Yeah, my rough my rough plan right now, and we have to discuss this and and, and polish it, is you can have up to a thousand points of terrain painted, um, a maximum of ten pieces. And basically, what I was thinking is that you know that basic tower that they sell, you know the mm-hmm. one that everybody has. Yep. The basic tower, the GW hill, or the GW forest with no leaves would be a hundred points each. Because, makes, you know, makes sense. Yeah. You know, uh, if you decide to put those leaves on your forest trees, or you make bigger kits, you know, bigger kits than those kits, more intricate kits, some of mm-hmm. those bigger pieces of terrain, those would be like 150 each. Sure. And you can max out at a thousand points of terrain 
So there could be 10 basic pieces or a combination of other things. But this would get you – and I originally said max 10 pieces was the, my initial thing because, uh, you know, in the big red book, roll a D6 plus 4, and that's how many pieces of terrain you'd have. So you wouldn't need more than 10 on your board mm-hmm. anyway. So, But you can get a few extra points for the bigger pieces. But I didn't want to make it a lot of points and then have someone be like, look, I painted 10 pieces of terrain. I got my 2,400 done. <laughs> you know, Wait, did you paint an army in there? No, nah, F it, you know? So, right, right. So this this way I'm thinking that's what we're going to add in. Um, oh, and one last thing, Fit Hammer 2015 is starting now. By the time you hear this, we're going to have a new forum page up. We have Fit Hammer 2 and Fit Hammer 3 and Fit Hammer 4. Uh, and we're going to just call this one Fit Hammer 2015, so I don't have to come up with stupid rhymes. Um, so th- this is the fifth year of Fit Hammer? Uh, well, no, we did them in six-month increments oh, up until okay. like now. And then the last one went for a while, and then it sort of right, really died right at the end of the year because nobody wanted to log on New Year's Eve and Christmas Eve. Uh, so we're starting with Fit Hammer 2015. Um, Guzzle on the forums, you know, we got uh, – he's, uh, you know, he's really – Taking taking the lead and he's, you know, keeping the weekly updates going for everybody. And we really wanted to just start fresh with 2015. So, uh, if you've already been doing this and you want to keep going, you know, you can keep your total running on your own thread. Uh, but we're going to start fresh on the on the the adding up all the weight loss on the weekly thing. Um, if you've not done it before and you need to lose a few pounds, hey, join us. It's very friendly. We're just supporting each other. Uh, people throw up ideas for things, and people are always you know if you're looking for advice, you post stuff on your thread. Hey, you know I'm trying to dude. There's you know Mike Sweetman gets on there and he's always putting up different goals for every month and things mm-hmm. to stay in shape. Woody's been on there, you know, giving people advice, giving me a lot of advice. Yeah, it's a very supportive community for sure. Yeah. Everyone is there, you know, uh, cheering each other on, offering support. So I'm gonna have to get on there, back on there again myself. Yeah. I mean, I'll be there. I have to be there. I'm 150 pounds overweight, but I would love company. So anyone who's decided to crawl out of their own personal crypt and see some sunlight and get some exercise, go to our forums <laughs> and sign up. So, oh, and we've had a couple of people email me that they had trouble signing up for some reason. Uh, I oh, think really? on tablets, it's weird. Like when you do the little captcha for the initial one, mm-hmm. like they have trouble with it. Hmm. Um, if you're having any trouble signing into the forums, just email me uh, at garagehammer at live.com. Um, if you've emailed me before and I didn't get back to you because it was over the holidays, just email me again. I will get you signed up and onto the forums. We had only a few people that have had trouble. Mostly it's when you're doing it not from your computer but from a tablet. But uh, I, I will get you signed up. So that's that. And that's a show. That is a show. Um, I'm looking forward to the next couple of episodes. Uh, you know, pack a talk and then some hobby talk with the painting challenge. Getting into that hobby groove, getting away from reading big heavy books and, and, <laughs> and yeah, I get away from it a little bit. And then Kane is uh, right around the corner. Yeah, so that's about it. We're going to be coming back with that. So, folks, uh, some people have been buying their uh, Garage Hammer uh, gear and then posting pictures up on Twitter and sending uh, yeah, pictures of wearing their gear, and that's awesome. Keep it that awesome. going. I. Flip and love that. Uh, keep an eye on us on Twitter because whenever I get any messages from uh, what is it, uh, whoever does, uh, what Zazzle when they tell, hey, it's fifty percent off today. As soon as I see those things, I post them up. Like, you use this code, get a discount because they're not cheap when you're ordering shirts up one at a time from yeah. these places. So I, when you see a discount, take it. We don't really make any money off that. I think we make like two dollars a shirt or something like that. Um, That's not for money. It's more no, for just exactly. to see the uh, yeah. You know. So just so you know, we're not trying to gouge you. If you get half off the shirt, we're going to get like a buck. But I don't care. I just want to see people wearing our shirts because everybody's got a flipping 
uh, point hammered and a Skullbro T-shirt. But I don't see too many of these jeans uh. T-shirts. So I'm like, damn, they buy our T-shirts. So right. right, that helps us out. It makes me feel good. That's basically what it is. It gives us warm fuzzies. Also, we still have some blue dice left. They went stupid fast. Um, so we're gonna, when we get down to close to sold out on the blue dice, we'll start taking pre-orders for green. Ooh. So blue went fast. It's going to be hard to get. That's going to be blue, the collector's yeah, color. Blue, yeah, pretty quick. That's gonna Green is good, too, color. though. Orcs Green's and goblins. Gonna, yeah, it's going to look nice. So we're going to do that soon. So you can have red, blue, and green. We're just going to pick a new color every time we do a new batch. And people just keep ordering more of our dice and think that's awesome. And I think right. that's awesome, too, because I love seeing our garage hammer dice showing up on places, too. Nice. The more the merrier. Exactly. All right, Chris, I know you got to go. We've gone longer than we planned. So I will let you go. And, folks, we will see you uh, in two weeks with our PACA info. Have a good one. Take sure, guys. You've been listening to Garage Hammer. If you like the show, we invite you to join the Garage Hammer community by joining our forums at garagehammer.net slash forum or our Facebook page, Garage Hammer Podcast. You can also follow us on Twitter. Follow David at Garage Hammer and follow Chris at Topher Chris U. If you'd like to contact us, you can reach David through David at garagehammer.net. You can reach me, that's Chris, through Chris U at garagehammer.net. And you can reach both of us through garagehammer at live.com. If you want to help support Garage Hammer, check the support page or the show store on our website or leave us a positive review on iTunes. Until next time, thanks for listening. <laughs>